This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hi. Thanks for calling. Unfortunately, the Super J cast is closed for the evening. If you could please leave a message after the beep, Joel and Damon will return your call at their earliest convenience. Hey Joel, Chris Charlton here just to say congratulations on having the second baby. Um, I appreciate there's probably a lot of sleepless nights right now, um, but it does get more joyful and uh, you know, a little bit easier the more time goes on, I think. Um, congratulations again. Thanks for everything you do uh, in the community and with the podcast and uh, all the best. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Super Jcast. Your ears do not deceive you. I am not Damon McDonald. And I am not Joel, although I do have a thick accent. <laughs> I feel like this show needs one person at least with a thick accent. Though. Yes. It's not a British accent. It's not an English a- accent. You will realize that I have a thick French accent, which is all good. Bonjour. Bonjour à tous. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Lawrence Korber. And uh, not only my partner in podcasting, but my partner in life, mm. my lovely fiance, Evelyn Pema, is here with me. Hello, everyone. Very happy to be with you today. We're excited. Yeah, we are. This is a good time. So thank you so much for the Super Jcast giving us the opportunity to cover a show. A little bit about us. Babe, how did you get into New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, super easy. Uh, it's you, let's uh. be honest. <laughs> well, I was always a fan of wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. even before, I went to see live wrestling shows, etc., etc. But uh, J- Japanese wrestling is not something I've ever been into uh, or even watched or even knew it existed before I knew you. And uh, about four years ago, you were really into it. So I'm like, hey, that's a good way to get a man. <laughs> get yourself interested in what he likes so it's it was more of a trap more than anything else <laughs> and now i like it so much uh, that i am ready to follow you to parts unknown of uh, the united states to go see shows of new japan well, pro par- wrestling parts unknown was uh, new hampshire and yeah, massachusetts i don't know yeah <laughs> where we did see a new japan show which was uh, a lot of fun actually oh, it was the best time and and it was the time that i'm i really got serious about new japan because okay. before that i liked it it was wrestling but I I knew none of the names or I knew right. a couple of the big names. But after that show, I'm like, okay, there is something here. I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah, it was such a great day. It was great. It was fun. I mean, Sonata winked at me. Wh- what? <laughs> that handsome motherfucker. I will fight him. I'll fight him. I'll fight him. I don't care. I don't care how athletic or handsome he is. I'll throw hands. Okay, fine. I can't wait to see that happen. Sonata, if you're listening... <laughs> If you got nothing to do with the Tokyo Dome, I don't think that'll work, eh? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> just like just me, my fat ass just rolling out there in Japan, just be like, "I'm coming after you." You winked at my lady. He's like, "Who? Oh, what? Who's this guy? What Who? promotion?" Oh, um, uh, no, nothing. No, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that was a great time, and that's actually how I got into New Japan, and now it's a it's a weekly thing, right? Well, whenever there's shows, but yeah. yeah. It's not a it's not a consistent schedule, but it is a good time. I get excited whenever I see the big matches coming up. Absolutely. For sure. Speaking of big matches, Whoa. tonight we are covering Oof. the November nineteenth show. 
of the World Tag League. I know Joel and Damon, they wrote to us, and they're like, guys, I don't want to use the word begging. (laughs) But they're like, guys, please, please, we really need your energy to talk about Hiromu versus Desperado. (laughs) And we said no. No. Like, I know know it's an anticipated match. Yeah, one of the biggest rematches of the year. We're all waiting for that one. Yeah, it's okay. But you know what? You know what? My heart, body, and soul is really committed to November 19th World Tag League. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to talk about Gorillas of Destiny versus Yoshihashi and Haruki Gota. Baby. 100%. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Bring out the dads. You know. <laughs> right? Am I right? Am I right? We all love the daddies. Oh, my God. Before we get to that and before we go down the card and give our <laughs> thoughts and opinions, uh, some big breaking news that actually came out of New Japan. Right? As you know... Wrestle Kingdom, now three nights because Wrestle Kingdom, uh, they're just going to add a day until it's 365 days for some reason. (laughs) So Wrestle Kingdom is now going to be three nights, January 4th, January 5th, and January 8th. Woo! And there was a lot of anticipation about what was going to be on these cards, what was going to happen. True. So we got an announcement, a joint announcement from New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are going to be running a show with Pro Wrestling Noah on January 8th. Yes! I, for one, very much excited. I have not watched uh, Noah in many, many years, but I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity to see first-time matches and a bunch of different uh, non-traditional matches. And in reality, what were you going to do for a third night of Wrestle Kingdom? You're just going to have like a thousand <laughs> multi-man tag matches and a lot of house of Bring out the bullshit. dads. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, more dads. <laughs> but seriously, um, you told me about that news that came out, and mm-hmm. I was like... Uh, what is Noah? Right. So please give me a quick recap so I can oh put my head into it. Quick Just, recap. Oh my God, the history of Japanese pro wrestling. Basically, <laughs> pro wrestling Noah was a company that started as an offshoot of another company. A bunch of top stars left and Noah was literally like Noah's Ark. So it was a bunch of people leaving and going somewhere else to kind of start anew. And for many years, it was absolutely banger after banger, mm. legends of the business, great professional wrestling in recent years, has not had the level of business success that New Japan is experiencing right now. True. So a joint show is going to be really, really cool. I think it's going to give us some fresh matchups. They released a little teaser video. Yes. So it's about seven minutes. It has Kazuchika Okada. It has Shingo Takagi. It has Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then it has three Noah guys. It has Nakajima. It has uh, the great Muto, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with. No. The great Muda is a former New Japan legend when he was in his real physical prime. Okay. We would say 80s? 80s, early 90s, absolutely. Okay. This guy was a big, big deal. And then basically, you know, he has gotten older. He is uh, not in his prime years anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's still being really, really pushed in Noah. That's good. He's got, he's got the face. He's got the the aura he around the aura. him. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. He brings the vibe. He does. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, in this video, they interview Shingo, and they say, Shingo, what are you, what are you excited about? And Shingo goes, oh, you know, competition's going to be nice, and we really want to do well. I've, uh, I fought this guy Nakajima twice, never beat him. Maybe I would fight him. They, they go to Nakajima. Nakajima says, oh, my God, this and that, this is wonderful. We're going to kill these guys. They're number one in business, but we're number one in the ring. Which is like pretty standard pro wrestling Which stuff. Which is exactly say. it. That's, that's exactly it. Like, they're going to, New Japan is going to, Profit from the fact that they're going to have fresh new faces on their mm-hmm. shows. Absolutely. Noah is going to profit about the promotion they're going to be. 100%. Of being in a New Japan Wrestle Kingdom show. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And then it goes to 
Kazuchika Okada. Ooh, yeah. And they said, hey, how do you feel about wrestling against guys from Pro Wrestling Noah? And he goes, I don't give a shit at all. <laughs> I could not care less about Pro Wrestling Noah. They're like, who's that guy who challenged me? What's his name? <laughs> you gotta who's love this him. guy? Oh, it was so funny. And then they asked him if he watched Pro Wrestling Noah. And Kazuchika Okada, straight face, looked in the camera and said, you know, the Olympic team doesn't really pay attention to what the amateur club does around the corner. <laughs> Holy this guy shit. I keeps know, it real. I? <laughs> I mean, he, this guy does not legitimately does not give a fuck about anything. Oh, which is going to be great when he's going to get his ass Whoa. kicked by... No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it. Well, the thing is, but... Okada has a little bit of a history with Noah, too. He, in his big title reign where he had a bunch of defenses, he defended once against Marafuji, who's like a big name in Noah. Mm -hmm. And in the history of Noah, a person who's widely regarded as one of the best wrestlers of all time is Mitsuharu Masawa. And Mitsuharu Masawa was famous for this move called the Emerald Flosion. So what he did is he was wrestling Marafuji... And before he beat him with a rainmaker, he picked him up and he dropped him with an emerald flosion. Whoa, his own move! So like the f the move of like the hero and the late great of Noah, and wow. you just see all the guys in Noah shirts around the ringside just losing their goddamn <laughs> mind because Okada has committed a cardinal sin of professional what? wrestling. Oh, those moments. So are I'm the best. I'm expecting Okada to just absolutely do much of the same. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, was very gentlemanly and very political correct and as say it's going to bring the best out of everyone and no one Aww. loves New Japan as much as I do and Aww. bear the flag and bup, bup, bup. And then they great. went to Keiji Mudo who basically listed off just all of the greats he's wrestled. He's like, I wrestled Flair. I wrestled Hogan. I wrestled Sting. I wrestled Anoki. So he's just like, I'll fight anyone. I'll fight the biggest <laughs> and the best. So I think it's going to be... Just like a fun night. I think we're going to have some great matchups. Very interesting. And you know what? I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it. The one thing I'm not looking forward to Ooh. is we have a New Japan World subscription, and we are going to have to wait an entire week oh to watch this show. What is this? I guess it's TV contracts maybe. I don't or, know. I'm not going to pretend that I understand Japanese TV rights. We'll watch it, but the 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 actual excitement of, of January 8th is going to have worn off a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to cover it. The voices of wrestling are going to cover it. This podcast is going to cover mm -hmm. it. We're going to see a billion spoilers on Twitter <laughs> and then a thousand bad takes and then we're going to be like, no, we're going to watch it on the 15th <laughs> like it's going to be, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing that's going to be a little bit annoying, but you know what? I am confident that it is going to be a good show. Yeah. I'm confident that probably everyone is going to work their asses off True. because it's a huge spot and you're in the Tokyo Dome. And you know what? Those intra-promotional things, historically, a lot of fun. So I, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really think that it's one of the best things that could have happened for night three of Wrestle Kingdom. For sure. Because at one point, one night, great. Two mm -hmm. nights, stretch. Three, mm. what? Yeah, if you, if you actually do three nights, you have to have the Never Six Man Titles headlines. So <laughs> just a nice House of Torture 45-minute <laughs> main event in the Tokyo Dome. Yay. Dick Togo just is like uh, all Dick over to go. Dick My to favorite go. one. Sir, what's your order? I want a little tiny Japanese man who chokes people. Oh, can I have one order of Dick to go, please? <laughs> yes, here? to go. Dick to go. <laughs> so, babe, let's get down to it. You and I... Watch, I want to say watched, but we made it through. We made it through 
<laughs> a lot of small episodes, right? It was oh my god, so weird. Why is it a new a uh, new arena that they were in for the war? So they're in, they're in Nagano. I've never seen them work this venue before. Okay. And what happened is usually they have an episode on New Japan World. Mm-hmm. You click on the episode. They have a nice music video. Mm-hmm. They tell you when the next shows are. There's this big orchestral thing, and then they go into the card. This was not that. Not at all. There was six small videos on New Japan World. Of each match. Of each indi- match. Individually. Yeah. No Japanese commentary. No commentary at all. No English commentary. Nothing. You could hear everything. A pin drop. Everything so in you that have place. The, like the, the clap crowds, you have no commentary. Silence. It was so weird. At one point, Tetsuya Naito was taking his pants off. <laughs> and you could hear for like a good minute <laughs> <laughs> of the Velcro of his pants. Because he, you know he does not do a Tai Chi, swash, let's go, my pants are off. No, Naito takes it time yeah. and you could hear every ounce of that velcro coming apart. Yeah. Yeah, it was special. It was special. So, obviously, it wasn't like Battle in the Valley was way worse because it looked like someone <laughs> filmed it on a toaster. <laughs> it was low quality. Low quality is an understatement. <laughs> it looked like it was edited under a bridge. What happened? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. So the first match of the night, unfortunately, the Young Lion match just didn't make tape. So Yeah, uh, we didn't even see that. I hope these young gentlemen did well and everyone came out mm-hmm. uh, good, I guess. Good I, for them. I heard one of the two won, but uh, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny because I didn't watch the match. So it's all hearsay and allegations. It's true. First match of the night. Yes. The greatest wrestler in the history of New Japan. Mm-hmm. A man who defies all expectations. Someone whose cultural impact is only overshadowed by their library of in-ring greatness. True. I agree. And his partner, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) my favorite wrestler of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the great Toru Yano. Oh, my God. I'm not even joking. I know. You love him. Everyone always gets on his case, but you're such a stalwart fan. I'm always like, he's the best. Come on, guys. Every time Yano is on TV, I'm going to be entertained. Yep. That's it. That's fun. I just love him. He's so funny. He's hilarious. How do you feel about him and Tanahashi with the matching jackets and outfits? Okay. I have to say, I was on the floor in love. (laughs) With that tag team. I didn't expect that. Okay. Because I remember the old, uh, the last year's Toriano team with Ishii. Mm-hmm. That was pretty hilarious, too. Like, you well, have yeah. the exuberant Yano, and you have the, I'm, I'm here for the job, Ishii. Yeah, yeah, the most serious guy in wrestling. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, it's going to be different with Tanahashi. Okay. And then they came out with matching costumes. Yep. The coolest bebop hairdo. Oh yeah! And you the told hair. me they are rep- they are uh, uh, representing. They are doing a, a re- homage. A homage to an actual uh, uh, cartoon, or it's an anime. anime an yeah. anime in Japan called Bebop High School. That's right. And we researched it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's exactly the same outfits and hairdos. And then you're like, you're gonna flip the f out. I'm like what? You know what they're called? 
Hiroshi. Hiroshi. Toru. And Toru. I'm like, stop <laughs> it. I just love these references. I it think fun. it's so cool that they actually put time to build a team. And that's one of the things that I love about tag tag teams is when they're actually a team. When you put just two right. people together and they're like fight together, I'm like, okay, fine. Right. But when you actually put time into building a concept of you two being together, mm-hmm. oh, I love that thing. And when they came out like this, I was just head over heels in love with their new team. I loved it. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. They moved to six points. They defeated the team of Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask, Tiger affectionately Mask. known as Blue Tiger. Oh, so cute. I know. We have to give uh, Tanahashi and Yano a name. I was thinking the Ace and the Joker and or the Royal Flush. Royal Flush. Yeah, but we're missing a couple of cards, right? Oh, it's true. We need to have a couple more guys. Joker and Ace. Joker and Ace. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. All right. It's decided. So, yeah. (laughs) And also, I found that Tiger Mask was really the heel in this one because he kept going after Yano's hair. This lovely quaff. Lovely quaff. I'm like, and and Yano kept on like trying to put it back together after. Yeah, he worked hard on that hair. Like, gosh, he didn't touch your mask, Tiger. No, but Tiger Mask knew better than to go after Tanahashi's hair. Oh, yeah. Because that's like, you know, if you mess up Tanahashi's (sighs) hair, someone's going to just drag you out back and shoot you in the face. We don't, (laughs) you know, you don't mess with that. It was gorgeous. Yeah. What did you think about the match, babe? I think it was really fun. Um, great energy by Yano. Of Loved it. Always. Since the beginning. You remember he's the number one fan of Hiroshi Tanahashi when he shows his face. Oh, when he opens I his just yeah. love when he does that. That's fun. Uh, and um, yeah, I love the match, even though it was like a beginning match, so you don't expect a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of cool moves. There was a missed double low blow. I was like, oh, no, Yano, that's your but thing. That's what, yeah. But he did it right in front of the ref, too. So even if he would have connected, he would have lost. Yeah, okay, he would have lost. That I guess so. But I love that <laughs> he was combative throughout the match. Like, he was not, you know, sometimes he goes in the corner and is like, oh, you wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that at first. Yeah. But then throughout the match, he's like, no, no, give me the tag. I'm going in there, which I really like about that. The one thing I really had a problem with in this match is the finish. So... You know, Toriyano ends up winning by rolling up Tiger Mask. True. And what happened is Tiger Mask had him rolled up in a cradle, and then Tanahashi slides in and then reverses the cradle. So Tiger Mask is pinned. But my issue with that is they literally did the exact same finish at Battle in the Valley just a couple days ago mm. in the United Empire versus uh, Fredericks and Connors match, which had the exact, exact same finish. So for me, like if we we're watching New Japan and we're watching everything— it's like with a couple days removed, and I'm seeing the exact same finish of this match. Yeah, okay. But still, Yano pinned. <laughs> I mean, we can say anything about Yano, okay? But this dude has no. the best pinning stats of the whole company. Yeah. I am sure you review his pinning stats, no matter if it's a tag team, a six-man tag match, or, or whatever. It's always him. He always gets you know the what? final pin. I'm, I'm not equipped to say yes or no, but if you know if Chris Samsa is listening, <laughs> at the Chris Samsa, he's the stats guy, so he might be able to get on that case and crack it for us. I would like to know who's got the best pinning stats, and I'm putting a twenty on Yano. That's it. Putting a twenty on Yano, no problem. Next match, the United Empire team of the Great Okan yes. and Aaron Hanare moved to four points when they defeat Suzuki Goon and by. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Taka Michinoku. Yep. My first time seeing Taka Michinoku. What'd you think? 
I I love them both together. Okay. I think that they have a good energy together that is like rebel energy, and I don't okay. know. I, I they fit it well together, which I really liked. That's because they're both like grimy assholes who like yes, to hurt people. Yes, I love Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> My thing here was, how does Aaron Hanari get, not get the pin? Uh, good question. For, like for me, this bothers me because Great Ocon. We've already spent a lot of time and, and, and a lot of energy building up the Great Ocon. Obviously, the United Empire has been a really important piece for Jeff Cobb, turning into a bad guy. He has this great G1 run. True. He's looking great. He's feeling great. He mm-hmm. We've established him moving up in the pecking order. Great Ocon, we spent a lot of time. He's doing well. He tapped out Tetsuya Naito in the New Japan Cup. He's had a feud uh, with Hiroshi Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. He's done all these things. Aaron Hanare was kind of spinning his wheel when he was on the home team. And now what we've done is we moved him over. And he's still doing the same thing. Kind of. Like, Ocon comes mm-hmm. out, the camera's always on him. Mm-hmm. They wrestle this entire match. True. Ocon pins Taka. And then after the match, it's Ocon facing off with Minoru Suzuki. So Aaron Hanari is just like the little brother being like, well, what do I, what do I, I guess? Stop it, guys. Stop fighting. My opinion on that is that they're probably trying to build a very strong uh, war in between Okan and Suzuki. Because let's remember, at the end of the match, they fought to backstage. Walking right. towards backstage, they were still fighting. Yeah. And and they had some some great uh, bits during the match that it's just Suzuki against Okan mm-hmm. beating the hell out of each other like two crazy men laughing like (laughs) really like disconnected battling laughing and and hitting each other like give me the best you got ha 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 give me better than that two people enjoying beating the shit out of each other exactly so I really think that they're pushing for something really big in between those two interesting there's gonna be like a, a, a some kind of I don't know intercontinental whatever belt or whatever. Uh, what, belt gonna... to, what belt could they possibly go for? Intercontinental doesn't exist anymore. U.S. is wrapped up with Kenta. Never open weight is on Ishii. Yeah. There's no real title for these guys. If they're just doing a one-night thing... They need a new title. Oh, man, there's already Separate so many Separate back those belts. Yeah, you want an intercontinental <laughs> title back? I want the old belts back. I mean, I love the new belts. I don't like the new belt. Really? The little wings. It looks like a toy. I understand that. I I like what it represents, the actual physical belt. I'm kind of lukewarm on. I do get that. Mm -hmm. But it's true that, you know, you could have a compelling storyline if you do separate these belts and you do have these guys go after it. For me, I was really concerned because Aaron Hanari comes out there. He hasn't shown any kind of personality besides I wear sunglasses and I tighten my gloves. Well, he's looking more and more like The weekend. Did you see his new (laughs) mustache? Mustache. Am I right? The little mustache. All he needs is a a light afro. Yeah. And he's getting right on there. I was more concerned with his gear, his ring gear. That arrow. Okay. Did you guys notice the big arrow pointing to his butthole? (laughs) I am sorry, but that arrow on Inari's trunks was the most distracting thing ever. Yeah, it just it looked like a, a road map. It was very... It's like, do you want to know where... It's here. <laughs> Arrows follow the sign. Oh, my God. I was. I, he needs to change his trunks. Yeah, I'm just worried because if he can't beat Taka Michinoku in a world tag league, <laughs> where do they see this guy being? Where do they see a spot for this guy? True. I understand every unit needs a guy to get beaten. 
You need a Bushi. You need a Yujiro. You need the Young Lions in a multi-man tag. You need a Hanma. You need these guys who are going to eat pinfalls for every unit. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Aaron Hanare is a guy who, if you give him the ball, he can succeed and he can be a big deal. He's big. He's athletic. He's good it's looking. True, he's good, and they were good as a team too. I liked them. They did this double submission, both of them at the mi- in the middle of the ring at yes, one point. Yes, it yes, looked yes. great. It's I love like their Ocon's their... neck crank, and he did like a crossed ankle situation. That it was, was great. great. It was very cool. Yeah. So yeah, good match overall. Mm-hmm. Like the energy of both teams. Yeah. Like the craziness. Suzuki did very little, but I guess that's just. <laughs> it's all about the character. Yeah, he sent Taka out there to take an ass whooping, which is fun. <laughs> Next up, we had the team of Area 51, which is Bad Luck Folly, and Chase Owens <laughs> defeat the team of the House of Torture, Evil, and Yujiro Takahashi. Folly and Chase moving to four points. Babe, what are your thoughts here? Uh, uh, <sighs> <laughs> Are exasperated before we talked about it? Jeez, I it's, like that. It's tough. Okay. Okay? Tell you, me. You know my feelings about... House of Torture in general. Well, the listeners tell them. <sighs> I don't really like them. Okay. I feel like you're probably in the majority there. Okay, good. Evil is like, uh, okay, he's the leader. Okay, fine. He's actually the one I like the most in the whole thing. I'm sorry. I know people will not be agreeing with this, but come on, Yujiro. I cannot stand this guy. Can't stand him. And, and, and... We have show now. Yeah. What is it? Mini evil? Uh, essentially, yeah. That's what he is now. But he's not, he doesn't have evil's face. So it's weird. Anyway. And <laughs> no, he, has, have, he has the weird face with the very intense eye contact. Because he's trying always so much, but it, feel, it, it fits better with a baby face. Right. Trying he's like that a guy much. Who's like trying hard. Then, yeah. then trying too much as a heel is right. like. It looks awkward. Anyways, that's my take on House of Torture. Not a fan. Uh, but Evil, I, I always, I always kind of liked him. Maybe because I liked him with Lij. And, Maybe you, know, you have I'm some like you have some you haven't Residual gotten over it. love. It's like a breakup where you haven't gotten over it yet. You're <laughs> like I still, of. I'm still holding out hope he can change. I still like his outfit, his attitude, everything. He looks like the bad guy in uh, what's it called, Mad Max or whatever. <laughs> I like it. Dick to go needs to go. Oh boy. I, I can't. That attempt murder every yeah. freaking match, yeah. I have a hard time with Just this. Just literally like the, the Hitman yeah. video games where he shows up and tries to murder someone. Rogue General, Crown Jewel. Yep. Kind of like them. Really? Well, it's Chase Owens. I used to not like Chase Owens. Because uh, he was, whatever, he was trying a lot too. And now it's just, yeah, I think he's funny. I liked him in the G1. I think he had I an excellent, him in the G1 an excellent too. outing. And the fact that they're now. <laughs> they're the good guys. They're the, yeah, good, they're guys the good guys in Bullet Club. The, the House of Fire, <laughs> Bad Luck Fale, with Dick Togo on his back with the garrote wire, just knocking through Yujiro with the cane, knocking down Evil with the chair. Just oh, absolute yeah. good guy, Bad Luck Folly. Bad Luck Folly did get the win here uh, after an assisted grenade where he pins Yujiro. He Folly pins Yujiro, exactly. Yeah. There was no too sweet moment at the beginning of the match. No, because, you know. Because Chase doesn't trust them. Well, yeah, because Chase got punched in the balls in the G1. Well, exactly. So he's very correct to be wary of evil, right? Exactly. And it's I, I agree with him. And, of course, there was a lot of ref bumps and whatever, of as course, usual. And bullshit and cheating. Of, yeah. Uh, but Chase. Jason Foley managed uh, everything at the end and mm-hmm. finally got the pin. And at the end, they were like, you know what? We will give you guys a two-three I found moment. that so weird. 
I found that so strange because literally they start, first of all, the splinter groups with Bullet Club has to fucking end. The elite, <sighs> the Tongans, the firing squad. Yeah, the seriously. I know. Like, they need that group meeting. Yeah, they, you know what they need? They need an open house. They need to settle some scores. They need to talk it out. They need a group therapy they need to session. Talk it all 76 members of the Bullet Club have to get them in a the room. <laughs> they're recruiting also. Yeah, That's they're crazy. picking up Chris Bay and fucking everyone else. They're on impact being like, we need more guys. They're like, no. what are you doing? Also, if you're, if you're Fally and Chase, I don't understand why you have the group hug at the end. Because these guys are like a splinter group and they've already fucked with it's you honor. twice. But yeah, but it's honor. These are the bad guys. Again, they're the good guys of in the bad, the bad guys. guys. So they are um, able to extend an end and say, you know what? We're still going to love you even though we're better than you. That's why I don't like it. I don't like it. I think there should be some sort of show of a division. Maybe they're saving that though. Maybe when Yujiro and Evil fight Gorillas of Destiny. Do you think? Uh, maybe that's when they show it. Do you it. think it's coming? Do you think like a uh, Wrestle Kingdom we have, we're going to have a real split? I don't want to speculate because every time there's they tease a Bullet Club breakup, it doesn't happen or it ends up being weird or flat. So I'm not really, okay. I'm not invested in that. I mean, House of Torture has their own t-shirts now. You know, oh, for me— what, also, Can we talk about how know, horrible for, of a name House of Torture is? <laughs> it's awful. It sounds like a kinky porn site. It's horrible. It's awful. Oh, the House of Torture. Shut up. It's bad. Ugh. Uh, anyways, how can a guy that is supposed to manage ladies <laughs> is a torturer? I'm like, that's not a good sign. That's, I mean, that's another thing. That first, I'm, of all, oh. first of all, can we disagree that Yudro looks like the least effective pimp of all time? He looks like if he tried to, like, talk to one of his, like, em- it would be employees. Like, yeah, whatever. I feel like Peter would roundhouse kick him in the face and knock him out <laughs> with her, like, 18-inch heels. He does not heels. take care of his girls. How do you know this? How many times did I tell you Peter's shoes are crooked? This is oh. a $70 buy that Yujiro <laughs> could elevate his main girl. That's right. And and make her actually walk properly on high you, heels. You know what, baby? And you he make... doesn't even do that. I feel bad for the girl. Look at the, her shoes next time she walks in the ring. It looks pretty awful. I'm like, Yujiro, you need to take care of your girls or else you're just not a good pimp, dude. You know what, babe? That's a compelling argument. The Thank next you. time Peter is in lingerie dancing in the ring, I will be sure to change check out her ankles. Well, I'm sorry. I am not the kind of person that will look at the the crack or the other crack. <laughs> I'm I'm going to look at the fashion of it cuz I'm no. trying to get the positive out of this really bad thing or whatever. <laughs> And the positive is if you have good shoes and good outfits. Ah. The shoes are awful. So for you, it's more the fashion. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> love the mask, though. Love the, the bunny mask gets... The seal of approval. I like that. I didn't recognize her the other time when she came out and in she didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is she a different person? Like, I'm like, babe, there's that? only. Yujiro <laughs> can't afford more than one ballet. He's not, he's not that successful. Uh, so that's my take on this one. <laughs> yep. Next matchup, the LIJ team of Tetsuya Naito and Sonata defeat Great Bash Heel when Naito. The Great Bash Heel. Pins Tomiyaka Han. For, and Hanma. For like the 85th time. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that all summer that we got? Yeah, and Naito covered him, I think, for a 25 count recently, <laughs> which I still remember. And he beat him here again. I know. This is this was a struggle. This was sloppy. Again, with the fashion, Naito looked pretty good in his red suit. You know, he's the uh, mm-hmm. he didn't wrestle like he gave a fuck, but man, there's no commentary. The New Japan world is all <laughs> over the place. Nothing's going on, but Tetsuya Naito busted out the full attire. Oh, yeah, and he looked good. 
it took a good five minutes before the match for him to take yeah. everything out. Yeah. And as we said yeah. at the beginning of this show, weird every Velcro bit. Every Velcro. <laughs> but there was a moment here where I really was like a little bit concerned because Tetsuya Naito is coming back from a knee injury. Yeah, we're I trying know. to trying to take a look at like how is he doing? How's, is he, the, how's the movement? How's you know, is he going from side to side? Okay. And there was a moment where he throws, he just shoots Hanma into the corner. You know what's going to happen when Hanma's in the corner. A nice combination cabron. He's going to go over to the apron like he's done a million times in all of his matches. He goes up, doesn't make it over to the apron. He doesn't make it. He stays inside the ring and then what? He just slaps Hanma? They exchange chops and then he goes and he tags out to Sonata right away. And they're laughing and talking about it? That's it. Like he he was pointing to his boot like he slipped or he tripped. And then him and Sonata shared a little laugh. And but boy, did was that worrying? That, well, that's the thing that concerns me. Is it, is he slipping? Is it the knee? What's is happening? It the, What's the, the level? left knee that wasn't strong enough to push him up the rope? It was. I know when you when you when we precisely checked that bit. Yeah, I got worried. Me too. Yeah, but even though the match was great, Naito and Sonata did some great teamwork. Well, these two are always you know like a lot of teams. They go They're one professionals. after another. They they always have a really good tag team chemistry. I just for one, anytime Tetsuya Naito wrestles Hanma, just doing the Hanma voice, <laughs> uh, just that I laugh every time. I'm so inter- I love that. And for again, sure, we could hear everything. <laughs> Makabe was allegedly in this match. I did not see him. It's a fucking ghost story with this guy. Do you know what I noticed though? I was watching him uh, wrestling with Sonata. Yeah, and I was like, wow. Makabe looks like an old version of Sonata. <laughs> they had like the same blonde hair, air caught, the yeah. same blonde hair, the yeah. same kind of shape, the same facial the hair. The same kind of shape? Well, well, I mean. Sonata's chiseled out of stone. You you know. Okay. And he winked at that's you. That's why. I know. That's why I don't want to say this. Let's, next. Okay. So what I want to say. <laughs> Does he have good ankle support? Are you looking at his ankles? <laughs> Huh? I didn't look at Are you his looking shoes. at that? Oh, you're not looking at his shoes? No. How convenient. I do look at his new pants, though. They're no, actually, they're his old pants. He went from like Yeah, I know. He came back this to This guy the gets black one pants. set of gear a year. <laughs> and then he didn't even stick with but, it. But yeah, I felt like like they have the same kind of facial hair, the same hair, the same kind of wrestling style in a way. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how you could say that. Maccabee felt like an older version, like, like Sonata in... 30 years uh, is going to look what Maccabee looks like right now. It's like a ghost. I don't know if I agree about the styles because Maccabee, okay. well, Maccabee now doesn't do anything. And even okay. when he did wrestle, he was very different. He was <laughs> very much a brawler. Okay. I do think, I think what you're getting at is like he's a version of the ghost of Christmas future. Like Sonata, <laughs> yeah. if you don't do the right choices, this is what you're gonna you'll be Togi Maccabee. <laughs> and then you hear the chains clinking. <laughs> Toge Makabe chains around his neck. When he came to the ring, it was so fucking loud because it's nothing. You just hear him jangling. (laughs) Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. So again, okay match. Like the energy of LIJ. A bit sloppy. Really worried for Naito. Yeah, a bit sloppy for my liking. It just Mm. felt like it was, Hanma did the most of the lifting and this guy's not very mobile. So when you have him in the (laughs) match with the majority, it's not going to be, it's what can you do really, right? So That's true. It was a lot of floor work. A lot of everything. (laughs) Next match on the card, Dangerous Techers, the team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. Now that's a team. Moved to six points when they beat Tenkoji. 
Taichi <laughs> getting the win after a Black Mephisto pinning Tenkoji. Satoshi Tenzan Kojima. and Kojima. Kojima. I love these guys. I mean, you're talking about two real teams. These are guys who have tagged True. for years. Yep. For years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have a, I have a beef. I know. I have a gripe. I, me too. I'm not happy. Me too. New Japan has put us through quite a few things over the last two years. Gosh, they did. Clap crowds. Clap crowds. Which we understand because COVID. Totally agree. We I had. mean, you got to, yeah, that's the thing. We had to put up with Evil winning the double title Oof. on our birthday. Oh. Evelyn and I, for the listeners, we have the same birthday. I know, right? Isn't it cool? That's very cute. That's how <laughs> she actually started dating me. She slid in my DMs. And she's like, we have the same birthday. I'm like, astrology-wise, this is the best. Jesus. <laughs> so Evil won the double titles on July 12th, which is our birthday. And mm-hmm. we were planning such a party, too. We had a hot tub filled with champagne, but we're like, drain it. It's we're not, ready. No. No, no we're not happen. doing it. I refuse. So we've so, been through a lot. Been through a lot. And this might be the most egregious. This might be worse than the House of Torture cheating. Oh, this was hard. This was hard. So Dangerous Techers comes out. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. leading. Yep. On his entrance music. What? No sign of Tai Chi's entrance music. What? That was tough, guys. What? Why? I need my dose of Tai Chi entrance music you know? every time I see him on the card. And that's what I'm usually most excited about. I love it. I told you not so long ago, we had a conversation. You're like, Evelyn, what's your, what's your favorite entrance music? I'm like, well, hands down. Tai Chi. The drama of the musical of Tai Chi's cordless microphone singing. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of Rocky Romero. <laughs> I just love it. It's a theater piece. For sure. I love that entrance, and I kind of know the words now. Oh. No. But <laughs> so you're going to sing it in your life? <laughs> Let's not do that for, not, okay. for the listeners, okay? That's no, fair. No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> so, stopping right now. Fair enough. But so, I was so disappointed. Yeah, I think, I think this was a match that I, I enjoyed. It was a match that obviously I think it was way more entertaining than the first uh, four matches on the card. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, it showed me that, you know, Kojima's still great. I like the way that they brought the, some kind of old school cockiness. Yeah. Their characters, Kojima's and Tenzan, was on point. Let's yeah. give them that. The one thing that always bothers me about Tenzan is he still used the Mongolian chop after like he officially lost it or whatever. True, yeah. Which is like, why would we do a stipulation? If he's just going to keep chopping people, it doesn't, it means that I shouldn't care about a stipulation in the future because if you lost a move and this move you can't do anymore, but you're just doing it anyway and there's no repercussions, then why the fuck do I care about a, a does any he, kind of stipulation in the future? Does he actually lands it though? He lands it. Yeah. Okay. He hits it. I feel like every time he's getting blocked now. Nah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else about uh, Tenkoji? <laughs> uh, well, I really like the fact that um, 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 Zach sold... The hell out oh. of every bump <laughs> that he was taking. He was bumping his ass off for Oh, Tenzai. my God. Zack Sabre Jr., props for that one. That looked amazing on you, even yeah. though you were, like, not— Well, well no, no. He's like, he took a shoulder tackle. He's getting his ass handed to it him. He took a Mongolian so chop good. like it killed him. Zack really worked his ass off for Tenzan. I know. I really like that. He, uh, do you remember also when Kojima was double slapping the techers in the corner? Yeah, yeah he always chopped—he's <laughs> doing the machine <laughs> gun chops to both of them. And they're selling it like death. Yeah. No, they love it. That was cool. 
cool. That was cool. Yeah. Tai Chi was Tai Chi. You choked some people. It was a good match. It was a good little match. Nothing remarkable, but it was very handy. You it was well worked. You could see it was a little slow. You also— Well, it's Tenzan and Kojima. How fast? Did you know you had Tai Chi bounce three times on the ropes because he saw oh, that Oh, yeah, because Kojima, Kojima was wasn't ready, ready for the Axe Bomber. It. Yeah. And I mean that's the you know the mark of a professional. He's waiting. Professional. It didn't even show that much. Yeah. Well, he a sold bit, a little but... bit, like he was staggered. It was, <laughs> came off fine. I liked it. And, I like the techers. That's the thing. And in our main event, babe. Oh. Our main event, a match that I think is is going to be a before and after moment in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> Haruki Goto and Yoshihashi, the Chaos side. Moved to four points after defeating the Gorillas of Destiny when Yoshihashi rolls up Tamatanga. G-O-D, Tamatanga and Tangaloa. Great theme. Great. Do you know what I would really appreciate it about the entrance of these guys? What's that? Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Matching shirts? They got their t-shirts! Yeah. I think nothing officializes a, a tag team more than having... An actual tag team T-shirt, and they did it, and it looked good, and I was so happy for them. Yes, that was great. I think these guys worked their asses off in the main event. I I really like that. Yeah, Tonga they gave Loa. every. I feel like they gave a hundred and ten percent because yeah. they knew that they were the only regular tag teams match on the card. So they're like, you know what? We're going to give it to you and you will be entertained. I mean, they went, worked really hard. Tongaloa's doing like fucking top rope headbutts and there's splashes and there's back and forth. Bunch of tag team maneuvers. For me, these guys worked really, really hard. I think obviously the main event was the best match of the night. Absolutely. Obviously, it's not a great... Not a great card. It's not a card you're going to maybe revisit or anything like that. But I thought that it was really... Um, fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun. Every tag team looked good as a tag team. G.O.D., yeah. as usual, they're just so good together. Yeah. Oh, my God. These guys, please stay together forever. <laughs> and uh, A lot and, of guys want them to go on singles runs after their G1 performance. Well, they can do both of it. That's the thing. They did it in the G1, and it was True. cool. True. Absolutely. But, but their, I feel like their essence is being a tag team together. I okay. love them together. They're so good. And, and, and yeah, Tama's taking his shirt off. He's like, I'm so... Super ready for this, yep. and they got it. Was high flying, it was the actual only high flying bits that we got through yep, the whole show. Absolutely. So I was excited. I love you know how I love when people mm-hmm. are flip flopping everywhere. That's true. How did you feel about <laughs> you have a very uh differing opinions on Yoshihashi? I know. So I have the screamometer for Yoshihashi <laughs> for this match. We are well over 20 people, 20 screams. <laughs> So it's I do a mix of the battle cries and mm-hmm. the hurt scream, but uh-huh. yes, Yoshiashi likes to yell, doesn't he? How else are you going to know that you're a fiery <laughs> baby face if you don't yell, babe? So we got at least five battle cries from Yoshiashi, which I mean, it fills out the arena, it fills out the place. Well, it's the only thing you can hear. There's no fucking commentary. <laughs> you gotta love it. What what did we say? I even made a song for this. Every hit you take. <laughs> Every punch you gave, every bump you had, every you I'll be screaming out, Yoshiashi. I sting in the police. Miss a beat. Oh my god, that's so funny. But yeah, you gotta love him. He's he's. We say in French, du cœur au ventre. This guy has a warrior spirit. Hard on the sleeve, yeah. He never stops. He always goes for it, never gives up. You got to love Yoshiashi. Definitely a sentimental favorite. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So let me recap where everyone is. We have the team of LIJ, the Ace and the Joker, Dangerous Checkers, Six Point, Perfect 3-0, the Gorillas of Destiny, Chase and Fale, Godo and Yoshihashi, and the United Empire team at four points, Tenkoji, two points. Unfortunately, Great Bash Heel, the House mm. of Torture, mm. Blue Tiger, mm. Suzuki Gun, all at zero. Yeah. Who's going to win, babe? Quick, quick. Um, I, I, I got to go for uh, G.O.D. Wow. They're, they're a great tag team. I don't know why they couldn't be uh, there till the end. I mean, Dangerous Stickers, G.O.D. I know we had that already. I know. That's why my pick. Oh. United Empire. Give it to someone new. Build some new stars. Let's give them something to do. I know it's true, and they were a, g- a great team too. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind if any of the good teams would go forward. But I, I mean, you. I love the real teams. Yeah, yeah, I just love the real teams. I hear you, babe. If someone wants to follow you on social media, how do they hey. get in touch? Hey, so again, my name is Evelyn. My handle is Evilicious with uh, a five at the end. So that's E V I L I C I O U S. On Wonderful. Instagram. Wonderful. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in touch with me or follow me on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, L U L L Y 514. For Evelyn Paymom, my name is Lawrence Corber. Thank you for listening to the Super J It was a blast. This I can't so wait fun. to hear you guys. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Sorry to interrupt your programming, ladies and gentlemen. Normally, you would be listening to the Super J-Cast, but you have been interrupted by the far superior, the Super Dad-Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, now with your host, John and Elliot. Here we go. What's up, John? Hello, fellow dads, and also <laughs> all the non-dads out there. If right. you're not a dad, that's cool. You can still listen. You can still listen. Hey, the Dad-Cast is for all dads, no matter Indeed. what. Dog dads, cat dads. We, I don't know about snake dads. Maybe not snake dads. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with snake dads. Okay, all right. We're, we're, a, we're an inclusive dad cast, so no matter what, you're a dad at this point if you're listening. And so, of course, we still are dads. We have lots of things we do, but we also have a love of New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Super J cast. So um, first, I want to say thank you to Damon and Joel for giving us the opportunity to come and talk some New Japan. Night two is what we're doing on the World Tag League. All right. Well, so John, should we get to night two? You said, right? Yes. From this is November, November seventeenth. Um. So, from where did this even happen? Did we take a? Did we take that note? Uh. Let's see here. I I think I have it. Um. Well, while while you're looking for it, I I'll go ahead and say that it was another one of those buildings that looks like it could only exist in Japan and yeah. nowhere else in the world. Which I yeah. love. Like I love seeing these places. Like yeah. it's like a it's like a gym. I don't understand what this gigantic structure <laughs> I is. I know. Like how do they have <laughs> these giant gyms that yeah. they're able to do this? Um and and uh I'm not they're not uh they're not saying and the and any of the results I'm seeing. Um uh Toyama. Uh Toyama is where they're at. Toyama? I don't yeah. even know that. Okay. I wouldn't even know that either. But yeah, like like do they do they have like these community gyms that they're like, you know, that's what it looks like to me. It's like they're in community gyms, you know, just kind of all right. We've that's got this it. large gym, you know. Here you go. So yeah, um, and I guess that's what they do is hey, we got these community gyms, and so this is where they wrestle um, on these nights. So crazy. I don't know about you. The do we want to talk about the young line match that starts this that starts this thing? 
Well, I didn't watch it. Uh, did you? I, no, I didn't either. I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I didn't. Even I just, I, I, again, like we, like we've made clear in the interest of time, we have to skip past some of these things, you know, yes. like we just have to. So I, but it's, it's, uh, uh, Oiwa and Fujita, right. Are the two guys that are. Yeah. Oh, wait, was it? No, there's a, but the third, no. the guy who was injured is back. Right. Right. It's uh Yuto Nakashima and, Nakashima. uh, Rehoye Oya. Uh, they, Oiwa. Oiwa. They kicked it, they yep. kicked it off. Um, and that they did. And then they were, of course, being a Young Lions match, it was basic wrestling, black trunks, and the result was a 10-minute tie. So, oh, 10-minute draw? Okay. 10-minute okay. draw. That's, 10 minute that's something. Draw. Yeah, I mean, which, is, which is what you're going to see on most of these things. If most oh. of the guys, until, you know, until you start seeing some of these guys starting to stand out a little bit, that's when you start seeing one guy taking another or doing something along those lines. I suppose I, that's true. Yeah. You know, um, because like when uh, Yumura and some of these guys would start to stand out, that's when you start seeing them get these, you know, one over the other um, yes. kind of thing. So, and when I first started watching, it was Jay White and David Finley going at it every night. And it, and it did. And it felt like Jay White would win like every single match. Right. Right. Was, yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, but that was that. I mean, it's a young lines match. What do you want from a young crew? You're going to see basic wrestling. These guys who are working in the dojo, working their ass off, you know, to you know make the new Japan roster, and um, uh, that's that's what you're getting. Um, you know, there's nothing. That's else. it. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more I would say say that. Now, um, you know, Elliot, we had talked about giving uh, all these matches dad ratings. Um, obviously, we can't give these guys dad ratings. They're they're young lines. You know, so young we, lions cannot be dads by law. Be dad, by law, so we have to rate them zero on their dad ratings, right? Yep. Well, I mean, maybe a, a, a not applicable. You know. Yeah. Okay. Selection. Okay. Well. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Incomplete. You know. Not. You know. <laughs> what is it when, when kids don't there? They they still they don't have their tough stuff in. They get a what? They get like an incomplete. Uh. Well, if they're if they're not meeting the target, we give an an, an NM, but just to okay. just to be a zero, just a zero, just not even actually tried. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so we're going that right. route. So, but so no, the, but now let's get to a couple dads. That yeah, we now well, actually a few dads, I think. The, yeah, the, so so yeah, so two. I think the next match was uh, the next match I see is the God versus Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask. So uh, that's the one I have listed. I don't know if yep. you have a different uh, yep. setup. I got okay. notes in order, so I, I, I got right. the order from here. Okay, all right. So that's what I have. Uh, we have God versus. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask. Now, first, we got to give dad ratings. Um, okay. Let's start with G.O.D. All right. So, um, Tamatanga, out of what out of, do we want to do out of 10 or out of five? Out of 10. I like 10. All right. All right. All right. I like 10 too. All right. So, we're saying Tamatanga. Um, what are we rating him uh, as a dad? I think he is an actual dad. He is. Uh, uh, so, I, you know, he's got to be a hell of a dad. So, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, he's probably about an eight. I would say so too, especially when you're the son of Haku. I mean, that's that's oh my god, that's right. Yeah, you know, the, ultimate dad. <laughs> the, the ultimate dad is Haku. All right, Tagaloa. Uh, what are we rating him? You know, uh, like Joel talked about on the, the Jcast, those videos that that Tama Tonga or the sorry that Tagaloa was making uh, during the G1, he seems very endearing, like a very gentle, loving guy. So if he's not a dad yet, if he does choose to be one in the future. I, he might even be, I, I'd say, an eight. Let's give him just an equal rating there yeah. with his brother. I mean, if nothing else, he, I, I, I would give him the, the eight, especially 
especially maybe even higher, maybe towards a nine because as the crazy uncle factor, you know, um, yes. you definitely, you, he definitely means crazy uncle factor as a, like a level nine or so. But I yes. would say if he was a dad, I, I would agree he, him and Tom are about eight each. All right. So, uh, all right. Eugene Nagata. Eugene Nagata is a, a, a 10 on the dad scale. Oh yeah. I, I've seen, I think he's tweeted pictures of him reading to his kids and stuff like that. And going so, to kids, hit their kids' wrestling matches, like their amateur wrestling oh, matches. You know, nice. he's big into that too. So, yeah, I mean, easily ten, easily ten. Yeah. Uh, Tiger mask, Tiger mask. Uh, you know, I've never been a big Tiger mask guy, kind of in general. I don't know about you. Nah, not not really. No, <laughs> let's. But you know, he's probably very nice. Uh, you know, so I didn't watch the match yet where he and Robbie win the junior tag belts. Oh, but yeah. I did watch his post match promo. It came off as a very genuine, excellent guy. So I'll go seven for Tiger Mask. I'm gonna go six because I see him more grumpy a lot of times than I do happy. Uh, so and and sure. and so like he seems like that dad that's just super pissed and annoyed at everything a lot of times. <laughs> you know, and like you know maybe he's had a few beers and it's just like you know a little upset about what you know things are going. And like I can see him being like sitting on the sit, sitting on the porch yelling at people to get off his lawn. So. I'm going to have to rate him a six just because more that I've seen him grumpy than I have happy. And uh, so I, I've got to go that rating for him on that. That's quite fair. Yeah. Uh, how about the actual match? Do we have anything to say about it? <laughs> Not really. Did you think that Nagata and, and, and Tiger Max were going to be G.O.D.? No. I mean, it, let's be honest. Um, you know, G.O.D. is one of the top runners on this. They were already up. And, you know, uh, Nagata and Tiger Max hadn't had any points yet. so. Um, and the fact that Tonga Lois submitted Tiger Mask via the OJK, which is uh, uh, Jado's old uh, tap out, you know, his oh, basic yeah. crossface, you know, um, I, you know, it, it, it was seven minutes. This match was seven minutes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> but, you know. but let, let's point out that even in seven minutes, uh, G.O.D. did still find a way to like do chin locks and slow everything way down for the. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean. Honestly, it's been very interesting to see G.O.D. comparative to when, like, back, like I said, when I saw him in 2017. Um, and then, of course, there was that match in Wrestle Kingdom, which was the most cursed match ever. I mean, where, like, you know, they, they, that was the other one that got me to New Japan was their, their match with, like, Honma and uh, uh, them, where they were just, like, fuck, Makabe. fuck, yep. Makabe, they just fuck shit, <laughs> fuck, you know, all that stuff. And Kevin goes, like, well, pardon our language, folks, you know, and, just, <laughs> and it's like, it cracked me up because it was just like, this is hilarious. Like the Japanese people love that so much. It was just them, you know, throwing out so much F-bombs and, you know, S-bombs and stuff. And I was just like, yeah. oh, this is this is hilarious. But the pacing of that match was so fast. And, you know, uh, even with, with then, uh, with Homa and Makabe, it, and then now you're watching and you could tell that they're, even though there's more chin locks, but there's a purpose behind it. They're telling the story. They're being that heel. They're doing the things that they need to. To me, I think it's better than when they were four or five years ago. You know, now oh, they're, yeah. oh, they're yeah. a much more accomplished team. They're, to me, they're, I want to watch them more now than I did earlier. You know, I think that's true. I think that's right. You know, I mean, have they've lessened their bullshit. They, they're really telling good stories in the ring. I think, I think the G1 showed that they were good individual wrestlers. Oh, I yeah. think this is going to show that they're how damn good they are as a tag team. You know, we've known this for a long time, but I think they're really matured and come into their own 
as a tag team. And I think this is just going to be that coming out party for them. Not that we needed that. It's just, they're really a step above everybody else out in this, in this tournament. I see from what I've, I think, from what I saw from this, from this tonight anyway. Yeah. I'd at least put them like on equal ground with a couple other teams that we're going to talk about. Yeah. For sure. Easily. Easily. Okay. Well, we good on that match. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. All right. So next we had the team of Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus hmm. Satoshi Kojima and Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Um, so uh, my first note for it was that Yoshihashi and Goto have a new shirt. Yeah. Did you notice this? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like a weird cartoon drawing of them. Like, to, I don't know. It's, it, it looked okay, I guess. What do I, we think? I'm not buying it. Okay. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm certainly not going onto the, onto the site and spending $30 for it. But, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, I mean, there's very few items so far that people have put out in New Japan that I've been like, Oh my God, I got to get that. You know, this did not do anything for me. It's, it's no. Yoshihashi and Goto. I mean, <laughs> the fact that this year Yoshihashi is now on the same level as Goto is just going like, what, I know what is happening right now. I don't know. Yeah, worlds. Oh my God! Is this? <laughs> we're in the darkest timeline. We are in the darkest timeline. You know, just hey, I consider it a bright timeline if Yoshihashi can, you know, uh, guff himself up and 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 work his way up to a higher standing for us because he really has. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I still, as much as people rag on Goto, I, I I had a question back on like the the New Japan Cup earlier this year where I, I had that they read it on the, on, on the J cast. And it was like, why do we always, when we, when a go to match is about to happen, we're always like, eh, whatever. And then go to wrestles and we're like, Hey, this is pretty great. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that's always my experience with them. So um, this was, although uh, this was kind of uh, mid level go to, I think that yeah. this match here, it's a tag match in all right. I've already forgotten. No, I have it still here. Toyama, uh, you know, he's not, he's not going to give his, his all and that's okay. Um, but yeah, you know, they did their thing. The one interesting spot, I think that's even worth mentioning in this match. Actually, there's two. One was, uh, Kojima was going to do his, his spot where he yells. I, I've, n- I've never quite gotten the, the full phrase that he yells. It's something Bakayaro, I think. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it means like, I'm going to get you, you bastard or you something or whatever. Uh, but, but Goto reversed it and then Goto threw him down and then he yelled something of his own. And I don't know what it was, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was uh, something dad-like. You know, probably yeah. like a good kind of dad. Yeah. Which oh, um, but we haven't we haven't given our dad ratings. We forgot to give our dad ratings. Let's yeah. just end this one with our dad ratings. Yeah, yeah, I say we do. All right, yeah, I I do. I mean, of course, you know, we'll we'll save Tin Cozy for the back half because those are secure dads. So mm-hmm. all right, Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi. Let's start with him. What's our what's our dad rating for Yoshihashi? <laughs> I just feel like. I don't know if he has children or not, but I feel like he just in general is such kind of a, a like a low energy guy. I don't know if he's going to be bringing really a lot to the table as far as like helping with bedtime, helping with the bath and stuff like that. And if he does try, he'll just, you know, trip and, and uh, injure his head like he did that one time. So, <laughs> so I got it just to be, I think maybe about a five for Yoshihashi. Yeah. I'd say a four just because his haircuts are always stupid. Uh, and it just, yeah, he, no. he seems like that fashion dad, like the, you yeah. know, you know, the dad who wears the nice clothes, has the funky haircuts and looks good. And it's more about his looks than his, you know, than being a dad. So exactly. I, I gotta go that. All right. So go to, what are we giving him dad rating? 
Godo does as as he's exi- exhibited on Twitter. He's a he's a solid dad. He's a good nine, I'd say. Yeah, I would I would agree on that one. Um, and of course, Tim Cozy. Let's start with uh, let's start with Kojima. Let's start with him. Let's do that. Uh, you know, president of the Bread Club. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's one of the most delightful presences on Twitter that yeah. you can follow as a wrestler. I mean, ten out of possible ten, I'd give him twelve if I could. Yeah, easily, easily. If he's not a dad, he's everybody's dad. You know, I mean, you know, you can't, I mean, you can't not love the guy. All right. And uh, all right. So let's go Tenzan. Um, where, where, where are you at with him? Yeah. You know, Tenzan's good. Um, maybe an eight. Yeah. He, he's, he seems like a, a very nice man. Yeah. I, I would say I would give him, I would also give him the crazy uncle rating of maybe a 10 if he was, you know, okay. if more than anything else. I, 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 I get more crazy uncle vibes from him. Um, so I, I would give him a 10 on that, but as a dad, I would say probably about eight, maybe a 7.5, maybe a 7.5, <laughs> like you know, somewhere um, in there. So, all right. So the next one, um, the next match we have then, um, uh, is, uh, Bebop World Tag League, a- AKA Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toro Yano. <laughs> God, I can't say that with a straight face. Wait, is that really what they're calling themselves? Yes, that's what they're calling themselves. Right, let me hear that again. Bebop Tag League? Bebop World Tag League. Bebop World Tag League. What on earth does that mean? I have no effing clue. (laughs) I have no clue, but that is what they are legit calling themselves. All right, that's fine. All right, fine, whatever. Okay, cool. You know, um, so... So we got that defeat, defeat, great heel bash or great bash heel. Sorry, uh, of Togi Makabe and Homa, dude. These first three matches all like New Japan dad stuff. I mean, good lord, Definitely. good yep. lord. This first half yep. of this thing has been all dad stuff, all in our ballpark. This is why Joel wanted us to do this. He did <laughs> night one. Super dad cast had to come and step in uh, because the first three matches are all dads. So, um, all right. So, do we want to do we want to do our dad ratings first, or do we want to? Yeah, I think we just. There's not much to say in this one other than just the dad ratings. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it. You, you knew who was going to win this one anyway. Uh, yes. Even though it's, this, I don't even understand why they're called that. There's got to be. I know Cowboy Bebop's coming out. You know, uh, as a live action movie here in the oh, next. Okay. Next, like in 2022, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but that's not it. I, it's got to be something. I, it's some Japanese thing that I don't understand. So, yeah. which, by the way, when they said Tanahashi and Yano were going to be a tag team, how did you feel about this? I, you know, it makes it makes no sense. Yeah, it's um, like just random pairing. And was the speculation that that one was no, no, that was the the Nagata and Tiger Mask team where the suspicion was that Ibushi was supposed to be involved in that team somehow, right? Because yeah, yeah. um no i don't know it's just a it's a it's a random pairing for a tag league because tanahashi like is addicted to world tag league and can't not do it apparently right yeah <laughs> yeah like um, dude come on really you don't have to do this no but. you really don't all right well so let's let's do dad ratings what, okay how would you rate uh toriano uh okay so i i can't i can't give him a dad rating you know i mean he is so goofy like i mean that is like the goofiest dad ever so i mean he was easily a 10 on the crazy uncle scale. You know, I mean, I say that because I am a crazy uncle. I'm the, you know, when I'm not my dad, you know, doing my dad role, I'm driving to, you know, uh, about an hour away to go see my niece wrestle or uh, do soccer. And I'll yell from the sideline. All right. Let's only murder one person today. Ellie, let's go. Like I'm that <laughs> kind of crazy. uncle. So he gives me that. 
if if he's going to be a dad, I, I'm going to say five because he's he's just so goofy and over the top, and you know, always trying to sell his DVDs, and I mean, just hustling all the, to me. He seems like being a dad would be an afterthought to him almost. So I got to give him a five on my dad, <laughs> my dad rating. I, I'm going to give him the exact same five. I think that sounds good. What about Tanahashi? Oh, Tanahashi's a 10. I mean, you know, I mean, he did the My Dad's a Heel Wrestler movie. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, you can't, you can't not love that, you know? I mean, and if he's not a dad, I mean, surely that dude's a dad. He's too pretty not to be a dad. He is a pretty dad, but. Oh, so pretty. But. I also, you know, he if he if he is a dad, he would be a really good dad. You know, like I mean, just the, the small amount of time I got to spend with him um, in Dallas when we met him with my son. You know, very attentive, very nice, very you know, I mean, all that stuff. So easily could be awesome. a good dad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a good I'm gonna give him a solid nine for for dad. Yep, he gets the exact same nine for me. Tanahashi is a warm-hearted gentleman, and I won't hear anything to the contrary. Yeah. Um, Togi Makabe as a dad. <laughs> he, the big gorilla, as they call him sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, again, he get I get more crazy uncle vibes from him. So that's easily a good nine for the crazy uncle vibe. If he's a dad, I'm going to go about a seven. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, he he seems like he'd be the the dad that loves you, but is also super tough and super rough. And like he loves you, but it's in that hard way that you're just like, you know, I know you love me, but you're kind of an asshole about it. So I don't know. So I, I got to give him about a seven on that one. I will. I'll go, you know, I'll go eight. Actually, I've heard that he is he's like he's one of the more famous wrestlers in Japan. Right. Um, like he's on these uh, he's on these talk shows and he's like on cooking. He does cooking stuff. So I think we we just don't see a side of him that the, the Japanese people get to see. As much, uh, so I, I bet he exhibits a lot of softness and warmth of character. Okay. So he's an eight. What okay. about what about Hanma? Uh, I, you know, that guy. I mean, he's he's so tan. I mean, I swear he can light up a. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't know if he'd stick him in a room. He'd light up. He's just been exposed to so much like suntan. You know, yep. Either bronzer or suntan beds. I, I don't know. I just I. And of course, you know, I do know that, you know, of course he was injured for a while and came back and, um, you know, so, so with that in mind, I've got to give him, I got to give him a rating of four, you know, because he was seriously hurt and he still came back to wrestle, you know, and that to me says, I mean, is he doing it for his family? Is he doing it for himself? I don't know. Um, (laughs) If I'm honestly, if I'm seriously hurt doing something like that, I'm thinking, uh, what's best for my family? If my family wants me to, I need to be around for my family. I'll need to find another way. He probably could have made another, you know, uh, thing, but then on top of it, there's just the whole spray tan thing to me. I mean, the dude is so dark. It's just like, like it, it's that bodybuilder level, like tan. That's like unnatural. And I'm like, that, that kid, you're spending half your time, not with your kid, but getting your tan. So um, I, I got to give him a four on this one. I, I can't do it. I, I am hundred percent with you. And I think as we go here now with, with the time we have left, I'm going to try to Google each guy and see if they have kids or not. And it appears okay. that, that Homa does not have kids. So okay. get him out of here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this match. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's about all I got to say about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was 13 minutes of, of them running around and, you know, 
Tanahashi winning with the high five flow over Homa. I mean, it was it, just, yep, it was there. It was it there. Was, it, it was there. Are we? How are we on time right now? I think we're we're starting to push it a little bit, aren't we? We're, well, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. We're not. Okay. We're not terrible. You know. Okay. All right. We don't want to. We uh, I, the time of the Super Jcast listener is precious to me. Yeah. I know it's precious to you, and we yes. want to <laughs> show proper respect. Well, and my bedtime, my bedtime is precious to me. And your bedtime is very precious as well. We need to get John his beauty sleep tonight. (laughs) That's right. So next match was Great Okan and uh, Toa Hanare versus Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Yep. Um, You know, before we get to the dad ratings, I just got to say, like the evil, the spot where evil uh, knocks somebody into the ring announcer and knocks them over. Mm-hmm. Are, are we just going to see that until we all die? Is that just never going to stop? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, oh that, God. that is, is going to be the case. You know, <laughs> I mean, this match, honestly, I was looking forward to because I'm like, all right, you know, no more dads. And we've got Evil and Okan, you know, two big old boys going at it there. Hanare and, you know, Yujiro. Cool. You know, I mean, I like me some Yujiro. I don't I know some people hate on Yujiro. Yeah. But Yujiro is solid hand in the in the ring, man. And. I like the Tokyo Pimp gimmick. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, who doesn't like looking at Peter? Hello. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's not the most uh, 2021 progressive thing, but you know, she seems to be having a good time, I guess. And I don't know. It's just it's you just got to hope that your kids don't walk in the room because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have to do a quick dive to you know right. uh, uh, turn that TV off. Of course, the, the moment you're watching guys just beat the crap out of each other, but then they all walk in when Peter gets on the screen. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on. No, but like, you know, I, this is a match I was looking forward to. But then and then again, you know, this whole House of Torture thing is, I it's become a House of Torture in the sense of I, all the bullshit. You know, the yeah. evil, evil and this whole House of Torture thing have taken over the bullshit that Tom and them used to do. And I mean, I hate it. It's not Can, any good at all. It, it's not good. Although I do demand that we call it uh, what Joel and Damon were calling it on the last episode, which is the haunted castle. Yes. <laughs> I think we just need to make that be the push is just it's it's the haunted castle. It is. I don't haunted. acknowledge House of Torture. No, um, not at all. You know, but yeah. Mean, they, they it's just it's whatever yeah we're just gonna have to deal with it for and it's seemingly uh forever yeah. in eternity and that's fine whatever yeah uh you know. so as far as dads on on the dad rating where do we where do we put these guys where's great okan sit on our dad scale you know great okan uh you know he just come off excursion i i can't i mean i'm gonna say a best of two he's not he's nowhere near dad i don't think he's at that level um, yet because he's just getting started. And um, so I, I've got to go maybe, I mean, he could probably be a dad, but right now I don't think that's his focus. Or if he is a dad, he's probably a poor dad because it's not his focus. So I'm going to go too. I, I, I'm going to guarantee he's not a dad because he's too much of an anime perv to, to have, uh, have the time to, you know, <laughs> devote, be a good parent. So right. I think he must, but if he ever does become a parent, I bet he'll be able to drop a little bit of that. Maybe keep a little bit of the anime perv within himself, but, you know, still be able to be a, a proper dad. How about Toa Hanare as a dad? Oh, you know, Hanare, um, I, you know, I, I see, you know, being he's, he's, he's from New Zealand, has strong family roots. I would say if he's not a dad, I would give him a solid about, I'm going to say a six. You know, he's, I would say he's a good, solid young dad, learning, you know, starting to figure things out, um, doing his best to be a good dad. Um, we'll make mistakes along the way, but because I mean, we all have when we're growing up uh, and we're learning how to be a dad. And, but, 
I think the effort is there and there's room to improve. So I'm giving him a six on the dad rating. Okay. I'm going to give him about a seven. I think uh, people from New Zealand are better at just about everything, really. <laughs> so uh, he's got to have some skills. So he'll be a good dad. Okay. How about uh, Evil Ugh, as a dad? Ugh, uh, no. I, I mean, I know he just, you know, he's getting married or whatever, but I, I got to give him a one. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, it just uh, no nothing about him screams dad every and then if it is like he would be the worst dad just the worst definitely he's he's gonna be, he's marrying a uh, Io Shirai right right how the I, I don't, just know. don't understand it. I don't get it I don't get <laughs> why it why is she okay she can just do I just think Io honey you can do so much better okay oh, just so far. all right so <laughs> but yeah one for him as well um, Yujiro Takahashi is a dad. I don't know. I, I think it, the fact that I think we can judge his dad skills based on not no commentary on Peter. I'm sure in her own life, she'll be a great mom. But yeah. the reason he's bringing her to the ring, I don't think bodes well for his general view of women or his uh, his skills as a dad. But yeah, what say you? Uh, you know, I have to agree when you call yourself the Tokyo pimp. I don't yeah. think you can. I don't think you can be a dad, um, you know, he's he's definitely on the high scale of the creepy uncle you know um so he, he gets the creepy uncle vibes but on a dad again this is another one him and evil pair together real well as uh, for the lack of dadness in this aspect so yeah you know. i'm with you uh and yeah who uh who even won this oh okan and hanari won with that little yes. tag finisher that, that they have that was kind of nice. yeah the imperial little, drop is what they call it you know imperial drop so but, yeah, i mean there nice was there was there was uh, there was a pimp sticks there was you know yeah, um kendo sticks there's all kinds of bullshit yeah, um, no time for it no time yeah. for it if i'm trying to watch a world tag league show yeah exactly. i refuse no no thank you mm-hmm. okay uh moving on to uh we had tetsuo naito Tetsuya Naito uh, and Sonata versus Minoru Suzuki and Taka Michinoku. Um, yep. Big go surprise. Big, big return. Big surprise. You're just uh, based on what we learned about Taka, going to go ahead and just give him a one. Uh, no, I uh, don't, yeah. don't need to. Nope. No, thank you, Taka. Yeah. yeah. We know. We, if you don't know, then go listen to yeah. an old Super J cast. Um, but yeah, Taka definitely gets a one for, for that. So, but. The murder grandpa, Minoru Suzuki, as a dad. Uh, you know, I want him to be my dad. So um, he's easily a nine for me. You know, I mean, yeah. he's that dad that, like, he's that dad that would love you, be tough, but, like, it's a good tough love. And, like, you know would beat the shit out of anybody who just said anything sideways <laughs> to you. You know, like, he's that dad that you're like, what do you want to say, motherfucker? And then that dad, then the, well, while well, your dad's standing behind you, and you know that your dad would whip anybody's ass in the in the schoolyard. So you know, like he's that dad you want on your side. So he is easily he's easily a nine for me. Good, uh, yeah, he's he's a nine, maybe a ten. Just w- w- a phenomenal presence on social media. Obviously, mm-hmm. a wonderful man. Uh, Sonata as a dad. <sighs> Again, this is a pretty guy. I feel like there's more. Uh, he's more about himself a little, and not as much substance. I'm going to say a three. I'm giving him a three because if he is a dad, I don't feel like he's going to be. And of course you have to have emotion as a dad. And I, this whole cold skull, you know, emotionless character thing, which by the way, I don't like as a, you know, nope. I, I, I don't get it. It just sucks everything out of it. 
Um, so me, I'm gonna go a three. You can't be in a, you can't be emotionless as a dad. You gotta you gotta have some love going right there. And you know, if you're if you're gonna do that, out three for me. I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go three. Uh, I can envision, you know, he's a, he's a himbo. He, he doesn't have it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can envision him being at like a department store with one of his kids. And then he, they wander off and he just starts looking at Armani's shoes yeah. and then just gets distracted and leaves them all and forgets his, his child there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not great on the dad scale. Mm-hmm. Well, Tetsuya Naito as a dad. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, honestly, Naito is a dad. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him an eight. I, I think, I think he is, I think he's a step above Sonata in the sense that he's got that cool factor, like very chill. Like he's that chill dad that you want to hang out with and be like, yeah, this is totally cool. Like, you know, but at the same time, you know your dad will mean business when he has to, but he's chill when he needs to be. And, you know, he's not going to be overly crazy or over the top um, unless he has to be. And so I give Naito about an eight. I like that. Um, qu- quick story, hopefully, about Naito. Uh, so I'm, I'm wearing the shirt of when I saw Naito in Chicago three years ago. Oh, wow. Um, he did a small show at AAW there. And uh, there's a podcast called Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Marty DeRosa right. and Sarah Shocking. Yeah. And they told the story because that they live there and Marty did the ring announcing for, for AEW. So they told a story that they knew the guy who drove Naito uh, to and from the hotel. And they, when the guy dropped Naito off at the hotel that night, you know, Naito is like politely making conversation. Like, are there many local pizza houses here or something like that? Mm. Like he said, pizza house, which is good. Nice. And, um, but when the guy dropped Naito off at the hotel, so like, you know, picture like the little drive up thing and, mm-hmm. and he drops Naito off and Naito says, thank you. And, and stood there waving and the guy kind of drives, tries to drive out, but has to like wait to turn right, you know? Mm-hmm. And the entire time he's sitting there waiting to turn right, Naito's just waving and smiling at him. Didn't go in the hotel, didn't walk away, just sat, just stood there just waving and just, ah, bye, bye. <laughs> just wonderful. That was, that's just, uh, it, I, that told me that Tetsu Naito has uh, a, a wonderful soul. And so I'm going 10 out, out of 10 for Tetsu mm. Naito as a dad. All right. Um, the match itself was fine. Um, and that, this is know. this is the one match I'm pissed about. I'm I I really feel like Suzuki and and Taka. I mean, again, I'm not a Sonata fan. So um, you bring uh, Taka back. I I really wanted to see this be a win for them. Um, granted, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll get one down the road. Um, you know, Suzuki. So um, Suzuki's apparently. So this is what Lance was telling me because um, Suzuki was here for a while and stayed with Lance. Um, Apparently, this his whole time in the United States was his vacation. Okay, this crazy motherfucker was here on vacation doing death matches and wrestling matches and all kinds of. That was his vacation. Wow, I Elliot. I don't know about you, but if I'm taking a vacation, I'm not taking bumps and rings and like wrestling every other weekend. You know, for the, for that, I mean. That was his vacation. I'm like, well, also to be fair, it was a money making vacation because well, that guy did just fine. Oh yeah, uh, he did. But that's that's amazing. Good for him. Yeah, um, I, I you know but, honestly, I, I you I was kind of excited to see Taka back. It's cool to see him here here with Suzuki, and you know having a second. Uh, I like that they have a second Suzuki Goon team in here, um, and I really wanted to see this you know come out differently. But in the end, I'm not a huge Lij. 
Naito Sonata fan. I, I don't understand the LIJ function and 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 squad because I mean I thought they were supposed to be heels, but they're not quite heel. I mean, at yeah. least I I understand what Suzuki doing what they are. You know, sure. It, it's clear from day one for me. So like I really and of course I'm a Suzuki fan. I mean I, I love Suzuki. I think he's great. And so I I wanted to see a win for him. But and this is one where I thought could be in a good um, surprise start win to really shake up the tag league a little bit, you know, let this one kind of, you know, be a one that gets by Naito and Sonata and then they work their way back up, you know, and been a fun way to do it. But, you know, I'm, I don't get the book, so I don't get to make that choice, but <laughs> yes, you know, but um, you know, I mean, I, you know, of course, you know, Taka is obviously here to be the pin eater. He, he takes the uh, skull in to tap out. You know? Yeah, which which no one taps out to, so that tells you how they feel about Taka. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, agreement. I feel like they almost they were almost forced to have him come back um, because they needed somebody. They wanted another Suzuki Goon team. Suzuki wanted yeah. to wrestle, and so it's like, all right, well, we don't have anybody else in your group. So how about we just get Taka back? All right, bring that guy in. Yeah. Oh well. You know? Anyway. Well. Moving on to other problematic people, but also some very non-problematic people who we mm. will like very much. Uh, so we had uh, Dangerous Techers defeating the team of Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase, I'm just going to, again, kick this one off like I did the last match. Chase Owens, uh, no thank you uh, <laughs> as a person. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, you, <laughs> that's hard for me. Yeah, I mean, I've met Chase. I know he's a dad. Oh, okay, okay. No, I mean, he's, I mean, everything I've, I, I, I personally met him. He's a good dude. I mean, we've talked on Twitter in like a while back. I said some pretty shitty things about him, about being out of shape or whatever. And on all yeah. that. And then he, like we messaged and we talked and I was like, yeah, but I was, you know, I didn't understand. You know, I, I was a shitty wrestling fan. You know, I, I didn't have a right to say that about you, but like now that I know people and stuff like that who are in the ring, I have a respect for everybody. And that was, you know, wrong. I, you know, I, I should have apologized. Like that was not fair of me to say that about you you're doing this, you're doing New Japan, you're doing your thing. And, you know, and I mean, he's like, look, all good, man. You know, we're good. I just, you know, I just want to say, I mean, so we're like, we're friends on Facebook. We're all kinds of stuff. And so having met the guy personally, knowing he's a dad, um, he's got two kids, okay. um, moved from Virginia to Texas to, for, for the betterment of his family. He's been in Japan for the entire time. He came over for one week in between G1 and World Tag League, and he's doing it all to make money for his family. You know, I mean, I mean, as much as people want to cancel him, I can't see that because I've seen the man. I've seen the person. I've seen the character of the guy. It's hard to some of the things that they say about him. It's hard to see. I'm not saying they can't be real. I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, pastors have done, you know, I've done church ministry for 20 years. I know that the pastors can be just as big a shithead as, you know, regular people. I just find it very, very hard having spent time with him, having talked to him, having seen how he is with his family for, for me to, to go, well, I'm going to cancel him because. Yeah. And I think that's important to hear though, because I think we do get in a certain mindset with mm-hmm. talking about people that way, where there are accusations that are, that seem quite credible, but yeah, to also, you know, it is a real person behind those accusations or those accusations yeah. being made to. So Thank you for bringing that perspective. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, so knowing Chase as a real dad, 
I got to give him a 10, you know, there as you a go. real dad. I mean, the fact that he, you know, he's Being away from kids is, is the worst. So yeah, I mean, to do that for a long amount of time. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, he, he posted a picture on Facebook the other day of, you know, how he had to zoom watch his kid's birthday and, yeah. you know, but you know, there's a reason why he's doing it. They're paying, you know, New Japan's paying him well to do it. Then he's proven a loyal soldier for them. So, um, you know, I, that's why I'm like, you know what? In real life, dad, he's a 10 for sure. To take time out of the way from his family, to do what is best for them, to raise money for them. Um, and then to come to places like Texas and, you know, because it was better for your family and to make that, that move. It's a big move to go from Virginia to Texas. And they, he's down in San Antonio area, um, okay. running a wrestling school and being a part of stuff down there. So I tip my hat to him for that, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying that because he moved to Texas and now he's a Texan and all that fun stuff. I'm saying that because I've seen his progress and the fact that he called me out on my shit and didn't say like, fuck you. And you know, I'm blocking you forever. He said, you know, he let me explain and said, okay, we're all good, man. Oh yeah. Know. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Not many wrestlers would do that. <laughs> yeah. No, most would tell you, fuck you and block you off. And, and, and he didn't, you know, cause I mean, I, cause I had said, you know, hey, you know, I appreciate you know what you do. You know, really enjoyed your time with me. Thank you again uh, for you got to meet you at VIP and showed him a picture of him with my son. You know, saying thanks for your time there. And and he said, hey, by the way, was this you? And I was like, um, I don't remember saying that, but he, but like you know, and he found it and he called me out on it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, that was. I said, yeah, no, I said, I was like, this, I said that was a while back. I was a pretty shitty wrestling fan. And I thought that's what you did. But, you know, I said, I'm sorry for that. That's not appropriate. And now that I've known people that are in wrestling and he's like, okay, no, we're good. You know, that was it. You know, no, nothing else. And he was totally that's cool. Quite a, that's yeah. quite a situation. Huh? Yeah. So. All right. Well, moving on to a guy who I think would tell you, fuck you, would be bad luck folly. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'd probably go. Uh, but, you know, I think I, I've listened to him on Thomas podcast once or twice. Seems Seems decent. Seems yeah. like an all right guy. I'd gotta go about a six as a dad. He, you know, probably doesn't say much, doesn't move much, but I bet he's there for his kids when they need. Yeah, them. I, I, I'm gonna go seven. Um, so uh, on one of my podcasts, I uh, had a local guy here named Chris Cruz who trained at the Folly Dojo. Um, ah. He's wrestling here in Texas. And he trained in New Zealand for a while, and you know, talked about being a part of uh, Folly's Dojo and how Folly treats everybody and very dad like. So. Uh, I got to give him a seven because, you know, again, it more is more of a real life factor, you know, through another person hearing how he treats people. Um, very dad like and very good. So I'm going to go seven on that one. Good. Good. I'm with you on that. Um, tai Chi as a dad. Who this is tough. I like Tai Chi as a person. I think as a dad, though, I, I got to give him a five. You know, <laughs> it, I, I just I feel like, again, it's one of those things where like, it's not as low as Tokyo Pimp, you know, with the, you know, the, the character and everything along those lines. But at the same time, too, um, the whole pants, ripping off your pants thing and, and you know, showing that really tiny trunk. Um, oh, yeah. You know, again, of course, that's the moment your parents would walk in when you're when that moment happens. Right. You know, uh, that's the kind of thing you deal with. So I got to give him a five. It's just ugh, it's just not it's not all there for me. So. Okay. Well, you know, I'm looking at, and I was, I didn't know if he, if he and Miho Abe are, are in a relationship, but it looks like it, it, Wikipedia at least says married to retired professional wrestler Ofune okay. and they have two, and they have two children together. Okay. So, uh, you know, 
maybe yeah, maybe I'll go six. I think he he probably I think he can he can be a dad when when necessary. Right. But uh, he's just got to get that mic out of his hand and 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 get down to business. Yeah. Um. And then what about Zach? Our friend Zach Saber Jr. Oh, Zach, Zach, Zach. I got to give him a three. I don't think he's anywhere near being a dad. And, okay. and I mean, I just think, you know, he plays that heel character so well that, man, it's hard to wonder sometimes if he's not like that in real life. And, boy, that would be a pretty shitty dad to have. So I got to give him a three. <laughs> well, Zach is one of the uh, – on this card is the only wrestler who I've actually met in person. Uh, Zach, I, 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 a friend of mine is a pro wrestling photographer and mm. got me backstage at a few of these AEW shows. Uh, so I met Zach the night before uh, the night that he wrestled uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I ran for Kyle O'Reilly, went up to uh, NXT. Um, but Zach was very nice. I was wearing a shirt of the band Modern Life is War and Zach complimented my shirt because uh, he knows the band. And uh, and then we were all we were in the bathroom together and uh like peeing in stalls and we struck up a conversation about how we're both pee shy uh at urinals and uh and he was very nice and 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 welcoming and 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 super great so i love zach forever for that uh for that i you know we were comfortable sharing our our pee shyness with each other right and uh (laughs) and uh so yeah i'm gonna go about a seven i think whenever zach decides to make that life change um he's going to approach uh, fatherhood with the same seriousness that he uh, gives to veganism and socialism. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give that to you. Now, this is the main event of the night. So um, how, how do you feel about this one? How, how did they end the night with this? You know, yeah. with, uh, I believe, Zach. Um, Zach and uh, Tai Chi win by pinfall um, yep. with a super kick uh, Zach driver combination um, right. uh, for the win. So, um, hey, one of Suzuki Gun's teams wins. All right, way to go. Um, uh, but how did you feel this match went overall for a main event? I thought it was good. Um, I think that Zach and Taichi are two of the best wrestlers in this tournament who are mm-hmm. who, who are suited to make Fale look good. Because um, I, I don't know. I'm not great at comparing, like, if a guy has gotten bigger or smaller or whatever. But Fale is a, seems to be about the same as what he was, which is – you know, moving slower, not going to be as agile, um, but still a great presence in the ring. And I thought Zach and Tai Chi did a great job bumping around for him and, you know, running around him and, and doing everything they could to make him an essential part of the match. But, you know, at toward the end, when it got into the kind of main event tag sprint part of the match, it, I, I don't I don't remember Foley being involved in very much of that. I right. think he was just kind of laying down somewhere. <laughs> and, and Zach and Tai Chi and Chase were doing the bulk of the work. Uh, and that, and it was a good. I, I thought it was a good ending. Uh, you know, a, a good hot little two minute special. Chase absolutely held his end up for his team, and mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was a a good. You know, if we were gonna do snowflakes, uh, I don't know, a three and a quarter, three and a half, maybe something like that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's about what I get. I, I would say overall, that's about what this night was, you know, about a three, you know, yeah. um, overall it, it was, it was there. It was night two. You're not expecting anything, any big changes uh, in the standings. You're not expecting anything, nothing, nothing outlandish or over the top happened. You know, it was, it was just night two. So, um, you know, uh, but that doesn't, doesn't mean the wrestling in the ring wasn't good. It was just, there was, there was nothing of significance to talk about, really. It was yeah. everything. Everything went as we thought it was going to be um, for the night. So um, we know that we're going to see changes down the road. Um, stuff will happen differently. Um, that's just the luck of the draw of night two is you're seeing what you're seeing. But you're seeing some of your front runners. Right? We see G.O.D. out there up front. Right? We, we see we see. I mean, it, it's very easy to see that it's going to be G.O.D., and dangerous techers, you know, to yeah. at the end. I, I don't see how you can say the that anybody else is going to be on par. Um, I think Okan and Hanare are the only other team that have a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, I would be okay with that. I would be okay if it would be like Okan and uh, Hanare versus either one of those teams in the finals. You know, for for the for the World Tag League Championship. I yep. think that would be great. You know. Um, you have someone, you know, who's known versus someone fresh. I'm good with that. Um, I agree. I think those, that could be your wild card is, uh, O'Connor and, uh, Hanare. Other than that, you know, this is just a Techers G.O.D., you know, showcase really, you know, because none of these other teams are going to do anything, um, to, to upset the balance. I can't, I can't see anybody, uh, like you said, other than well, who we've already talked about. No, that's it. That that's absolutely it. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think we're just gonna have to pop in when if we hear there were good matches. I heard that the one that wasn't uh, Suzuki Gun versus Suzuki Gun on night one. I, th- I, I I think so. I I think, and I heard that was good. I, I heard they beat the crap out of Taka and and uh, <laughs> right, yeah. And, uh, but so I'll probably check that one out. But yeah, if anybody, you know, if anybody hears of any really good World Tag League matches, make sure to put it out there because if I don't hear about them, I I, I will not find the time for them. And uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, all right. Well, I think we should wrap up our night two recap here, John. Mm-hmm. This has been excellent. Um, and Joel also was so grateful to offer us to plug anything here at the end. Uh, so if you want to go ahead there with your plugs, John. Um, I think the only, I, I have other podcasts I do, um, but I'm, I'm going to forego those to just plug, uh, our agency that I work for here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I work for a nonprofit, um, agency here in Weatherford, Texas. Uh, so rural Texas, um, that helps victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, family violence, things along those lines. Um, you know, um, which, uh, our County was 40th out of all 240 States for domestic violence in 2020. Um, we've seen a 25% increase over 2020 to 2021 um, with COVID and everything um, in that kind of area. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very serious thing. It's a, 
as our sheriff, who's the president of our board, said the other night at a fundraiser, he goes, it's an unfortunate thing we exist, but we're also, it's a good thing we do because we're able to help so many people. Um, and then here's the sad part. Like, we know that for over 400 cases of domestic violence last year, but we as an agency only saw about 150 people. Um, um, I, you know, so um, so obviously we're wanting to bridge that gap of that disconnect of um, people who need to begin their healing journey to um, do that. So um, whether your case is, and that's the great thing about our agency is whether your case is from five years ago and you can't prosecute, you can come in and we can get you help. Um, or it's you, you were, you were, your case was last week and you need help. We help anybody who comes in free of charge. Um, we have advocates who will walk you through your healing journey. We have therapists who will help you deal with the, the trauma that you experience. And we have all kinds of resources to help you with what you need uh, on that. So my job is social media manager. So I use my time sometimes on these to talk more about um, the importance of understanding domestic violence and, and sexual assault and how there are very big pandemics going on in this country and that we need to have agencies like ours, support your local agency, find out there's an agency in your area. I know there is. Um, so go find out what that is, how you can maybe help support them in some way, shape or form. Uh, and, or if you just want to help ours, you can always find us at freedomhousepc.org. And that is our website to see what we're doing in Parker County here in rural Texas to um, help everybody there. I also run the teen program, which helps kids in general to have a safe space to talk about things that they're struggling with. And, um, and we're also starting an LGBTQ plus support group for kids in rural Texas to be who they are, which um, if you know anything about Texas, Texas is very conservative. And so um, having a space like that is big for some of these kids, especially in rural Texas. So um, we're starting that in January. And so to be able to have a safe space for kids to come talk, be who they are, know that if they come talk to me, as an advocate, I have privileged meeting here in the state of Texas. Anybody, parent says, what did my kid tell you? I can go, sorry, I can't tell you. And the, you know, so that's the cool part is we can really help provide a safe space for kids and help save their lives because they can at least come and be themselves and know that there's someone here who's going to love them regardless of how they present themselves. We don't care. We're just here for you. And maybe we can help save some lives in that process, um, especially for our teenagers. So um, definitely, uh, that's what I do. Um, if you if you want to check us out on freedom, uh, on Facebook, it's a uh, Freedom House in of Parker County. Um, on we're on Instagram, uh, same thing. You just type in Freedom House TX, and we'll come up. Crossroads is the name of the program. Same thing. You'll type in Crossroads Youth Program, and you'll find us on Freedom on uh, Facebook and um, and Instagram there as well. Facebook's for the parents. Instagram's for the teens. So we're trying to reach everybody that way. Uh, and as you, I'm sure you know, Elliot, kids like Instagram more than they do. Um, you know, well, no, now they're like a TikTok more than anything It's else. just TikTok. Yep. It's just TikTok. <laughs> but, you know, um, so that's, that's what I'm going to use my plugs as to, to do that. Um, and just, you know, find, if nothing else, support your local agency. There's one there. Um, it's not, I'm not going to let you think that it doesn't happen anywhere. It happens everywhere. Big cities, small towns you know, middle of nowhere, America, there is some sort of domestic violence or sexual assault that happens on a regular basis in the United States in some way, shape or form support your local agency so that 
victims can become survivors and become uh, and have a have a healing journey that they can be proud of and share and bring more awareness to other people. So that's what I'm using my time for. Elliot, what do you got? Well, I wish we would have closed with that because I, I can't uh, even approach that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. That was that was amazing, John. Um, I would uh, I would I would plug. Uh, I have a, a band that I was in for a very, very long time. Uh, we put out uh, finally a record that we recorded in 2015, but didn't put out until just this last April. Um, and uh, the record uh, is called uh, Lead You to the Dark. And my band was called Tyborn Jig. So tybornjig.bandcamp.com. That's T-Y-B-O-R-N-J-I-G.bandcamp.com. Pay what you want. Just listen to it. Uh, we were just a weird kind of loud rock and roll indie punk hardcore band. And uh, so maybe you'll find a little bit something like there. Uh, and then I would also like to plug kind of close to the lines of what you're talking about, uh, DSM Mutual Aid, Des Moines Mutual Aid. They are a group that, I, uh, that I, I've donated to in town here. They help uh, people who are struggling with issues of houselessness, people struggling with domestic violence, uh, people who just need help with diapers, need help with supplies, anything. Um, so the, on Instagram, that's dsm.mutual.aid. And all the info is there on just helping some people in need. They're a great organization that, you know, uh, a little bit more on the lefty side of politics. Hopefully uh, that doesn't uh, dissuade you from doing that. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's all I want to plug. Other than that, just plug in um, the Super J cast for being amazing and having us on here. And I'm really excited to hear everybody else's contributions to it. I still haven't even listened to the episode that just went up this week with um, uh, who were the, the uh, booze leprechaun and uh, uh, hold on. I'll have it. Fake Joel. And, okay. Yes. So I'm excited to hear that too. So uh, exciting time to be a super J cast fan. Yes. Uh, and of course we can't wait until Joel and Damon get back to, uh, you know, having to deal with the the, the two tournaments that are going on right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All that. yeah, I saw that picture that David posted of his legs in like Mexico. And I was oh, like, did he? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, all right. Excellent. I, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram. Oh, it was Instagram. That's where it was. Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't follow him on Instagram. Ah, uh, see, I got the secret hookup on Instagram on, with nice. Uncle Damon there, and I saw his <laughs> pictures and uh, his legs in Mexico. Um, <laughs> you know, Ooh, I gotta say, boy. You can tell he's from the north, man. Those are some white legs, yow, <laughs> brother. Those Sorry, are some white David. Legs. Sorry, David. David, get some. I, I love you, man, but get some color on those legs while you're down there, bro. <laughs> Good lord. Woo. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what yeah. we can do. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening to us talk. This has been a real pleasure. And take care. Be safe and enjoy the World Tag League. We know you all totally will. Totally all the way. All right. Elliot, it was great talking to you as well. I didn't get to say that, but thank you. Uh, this was a ton of fun. I enjoyed it. And so uh, I think with that, we're going to return you back to your regularly scheduled programming of the Super J Cast as we close the Super Dad Cast for 2021. And y'all have a great rest of the year. Hello, listeners of the Super J Cast. My name is Mike McGinnis. And my name is Tracy Ray Bowling. We are two people who are somewhere in the middle of a very long podcast episode that you're listening to. (laughs) And we're glad to be here. Welcome (laughs) to to us. (laughs) Thank you for inviting us into your home. Uh, We have been fans of New Japan for not that long by comparison to, I'm guessing, a, a lot of listeners and a lot of 
folks uh, who are also doing guest spots here. We started watching during the the 2018 G1. And um, we started, I think, because we had a lot of friends who were tweeting at the time about WWE for some reason. Like, it was having a weirdly good year for people tweeting about shit. I actually, I did not immediately get the appeal. I I think a lot of the things about that tournament really made it confusing for me, like what was supposed to be cool about wrestling. And I don't think that I really got it until the the best of the Super Juniors tournament that happened later. Mm -hmm. And and I think for us, the the Bostia tournament, as, as we call it in our home, has always been a little bit friendlier. The matches are shorter. The um, the characters are often more distinct, and they're more dis- different from each other. That said, um, you know, obviously we are three nights in to mm-hmm. the best of the Super Juniors tournament this year. Um, just like overall thoughts so far, when the when this lineup came out, I think everybody was one. If you were paying attention, you weren't surprised. This was, of course exactly who was going to be in this tournament unless you thought they were somehow going to get a bunch of the the folks from strong over or something like right this was this was who we were going to have but it was a more exciting lineup than last year but it was still very dry right and i think that a lot of these matchups have been thoroughly explored at this point and three three nights in i do think that it has been a bit dry but i also think that they've actually done a better job of like, my, my question going into this was, could they make me care about anyone other than Despi and Hiromu? Not even because I don't like the other wrestlers, but because I feel like in the booking, obviously, with the junior division, they kind of keep forgetting to build anybody up except for Hiromu and then maybe whoever happens to have the belt in that moment. So, like, I do feel like the lineup is a little bit dry and there aren't a lot of, like, you know, super interesting stories going on. But at the same time, they do have... Pretty clean, fast matches that are, I think, doing a pretty decent job of building each wrestler up. I actually don't feel like it's the the Hiromu and Despi show right now, and I'm happy about that. You know, we could start with I what I think was, un- until this uh, most recent night, the most exciting story in all of New Japan Pro Wrestling... Doki's undefeated streak. <laughs> we were all wondering. He had won 100% of his best of the Super Junior matches. Could he continue this this streak of perfection? And not only him, but Kanemaru. <laughs> yes. Kanemaru likewise continue his undefeated streak. And would Yo continue his streak of not winning a match? One of those streaks continued, yes. and the other two did not. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you saw uh, Doki versus ELP... As the opening match, I don't think anyone was expecting anything different from what we got. Of course, the undefeated streak ended. It would have been beautiful if he had just run the table. Mm-hmm. It would have been confusing and and a good example of them committing to, I don't know, committing to a bit? I can't really say yeah, committing to a push. Yeah. At that point, they'd just be playing with us. Although, I will say, I thought that match was really good. Yeah. Like, better than it had any right to be. Um, I have been getting more into Doki. I think that they have done a little mini Doki push. Mm-hmm. It maybe hasn't been the best advertised or anything. Right. He hasn't won anything because of it. Yeah, no, I mean, when Doki came in a couple tournaments ago as a pinch hitter for Despi, my immediate gut reaction was, who is this budget Sub-Zero and why is he in my wrestling show? And I still think, like, as he's... 
he he's beloved and he's he's a really fun guy and I think that his match with Hiromu earlier was so awesome that he kind of forced them to to give him some good stuff as a result, right? Like I I think that they know he's pretty good, but I think also that I I do think this sort of weird little stunted mini push is the most he's going to get if yeah. he doesn't start to he he needs to to f- freshen up his move set a little bit. And I think he is moving that direction. Mm-hmm. The the way he's been finishing matches with the the really cool suplexes and the the weird like I don't even know how to describe the suplex thing that he did to to ELP. Yeah, it was just like hyper flexible. Yeah, it was it's it's really amazing and like that's the sort of thing that he needs to be doing more of and less of the thing where he kind of puts his ankles against your throat and then pins himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a submission. Yeah. The the doki chokey. Yes. The the weird split stuff that kind of works. Like if he if he drops some of that weirder offense that doesn't really look like anything, yeah. I think he could he could continue to get pushed a little more, but I do think that there's a there is a weirdness about him that goes beyond the grunginess that makes him fun and just speaks to like, I don't know, some some specific ideas about his character that are like never going to get they they're never going to make sense uh, outside of his head, I don't think. He just looked really athletic and, you know, he kept the energy high and it worked well with ELP's general movement for this Super Juniors, which has been, he's kind of teasing still the, uh, you know, the shenanigans Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe he has a loaded boot. Mm -hmm. Um, He's teasing that idea, but he's also, that's yet to actually happen. So he's doing pretty straightforward, honest matches and Doki played well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as annoying as the House of Torture stuff is, we're seeing again, like we did in the G1, how like, well, because show is going to be the obnoxious, interference-heavy shithead heel, mm-hmm. now ELP can just be kind of a prick. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, like, I really enjoyed his tournament. Um, I, I so far, like, his match with Kanemaru the previous night is actually, I think, still my favorite match mm-hmm. of the tournament. So the next match, Bushi defeats Yo in 10 minutes, 32 seconds with the Bushi roll. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't know that had a name. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> to it be does. honest. It is, it is, uh, it is a special sushi roll, uh, that Bushi does mm-hmm. where he just kind of beats you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, a little out of nowhere. It, it was a decently, even-handed match in terms of just blow for blow. Mm -hmm. But it just kept seeming like Bushi was anticipating a lot of what Yo was throwing out there. Mm -hmm. And and eventually that caught up with him. I was... I'm very sad. (laughs) I'm very sad about Yo's arc because it just seemed like... It seems so obvious that the play with him would be to play up his uh, rivalry, his pretty new rivalry with show that, you know, it would build up to the tournament would be building up in a, in some way to his match with show on the last night and that that match would matter. And I'm sure it will still matter, but it feels very much like, I don't know where Yo can go from here. I don't know how he can salvage a tournament from this. And, and I guess... I guess he just won't be, <laughs> is, is my best guess. Yeah, no, I mean, when they when they released the lineups and on the last night, of course, we don't know the we don't know the order. But, you know, you see show against Yo last night of the tournament before they do the final and everybody immediately jumped to the same thought, which is like, oh, well, clearly Yo is spoiling show mm-hmm. so that show can't get into the finals. He's going to seem inevitable until that moment. It's the same thing as when they put Sonata and Evil right. against each other on the last night after they break up of course there's going to be that moment of revenge 
And if I had to lay down a bet, I suppose I would still bet on that. But I did think that they would build Yo up a little bit on the way there. That yeah. they would make him credible. And like he keeps coming out and having a match where it looks like he could theoretically win. And then he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And against Hiromu is that really fun like sprint where... You know, they they were both trying to pin each other left and right, and then Hiromu just happened to get it. Mm -hmm. This time, it really felt like Yo should be able to figure out a way to win, and then and then he just didn't. And so, what it feels like now we're gonna get is an a second tournament in a row of just a series of men cucking Yo, (laughs) (laughs) brutally humiliating him in front of the crowd. And then, like, he only wins one match, and it's against show. Right. Is that where this is going? That's the thing, that right? Sucks. That sucks. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, even just to say that's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, if that's the only match he wins, or one of three, yeah. what it, what does that mean? Well, and then, like, is the idea <laughs> it that It just feels he, like you're burying him forever. Yeah, yeah. No, like, you can't have him lose two entire tournaments a ro- in a row, and then he wins one match at the end of it with show, and we call it a st- like I was saying this to you before. It feels very like WWE to me, where they just keep having the face lose and lose and lose, and then you're supposed to get excited the one time they win and be right. like, "Well, that proves something." Yeah, and we've seen we've seen faces come back from pretty insurmountable odds. It feels like there's always the possibility for kind of an Ibushi storyline where right. he, he starts out bizarrely weak, even yeah. where you're like, how on earth did, uh, Oh, who beat him? Yujiro. Yujiro. <laughs> how, how, how did Yujiro get one over on Ibushi? <laughs> I, this is difficult to believe. Yeah. But then he, he makes a comeback one way or another, but right. that does not feel very possible here. Well, and, and they do that with their strongest guys, right? You do that with Ibushi, you do that with Naito, and, like, it's bullshit, but we all kind of recognize it for what it is. Right. Uh, you can't... I don't feel like you can do that to a guy who has been buried for the last year. Well, and who has been gone, right? Yeah. Like, he was injured, he yeah. came back, he seemed for five seconds like he might be something, mm-hmm. and then they said no. Yeah. He is, in fact, nothing. His backstage commentary suggests that he... Uh, if anything is ecstatic as a result of these losses, <laughs> feels that he's figured something out and that he's now at a crossroads. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he thinks he's going somewhere good. I'm going to check what, what his next match is real quick. So his next match is against Taguchi. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> I think he'll pull that out, but I don't, again, I don't know what it means. It, well, like, <laughs> if he if, does. Yeah, it doesn't really... Am I supposed to be happy for him? <laughs> Am I supposed to be impressed? No, I t- fucking hope not. I mean, obviously, beating <laughs> Taguchi means something, but, like, usually yeah, the way it that does, you do it, it involves, like, putting your hand in his ass or something. Like, <laughs> right. it's not gonna feel impressive no. no matter what. And if he loses, which, like, at this point, I kind of gotta put odds on him losing one uh-huh. or two more, at least, it's gonna be miserable. After that... He's up against Robbie Eagles. I don't think he's beating Robbie Eagles the way things have been going. I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. It feels possible. That could be his first match. Maybe he'll learn something essential from the loss to Taguchi. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly he will... starts using his ass. Yes, yes. Maybe that's been the key this entire time. <laughs> Taguchi versus Show. speaking yep. of which. Yep. So Taguchi comes out in this match with a headlamp instead of his traditional crown. Uh, He was so worried about the appearance of Evil, Dick Togo, and Yujiro 
that he needed the headlamp in case somebody turned out the lights. Yeah, I guess that's the theory of it. I was interested in the idea that the young lion was going to help him spot them in that moment. Yes. It, it didn't work out that way. And that was kind of how, in theory, how Taguchi lost, was that he was so busy looking for, for those three uh, to interfere that he missed show grabbing a wrench, failing to do anything with the wrench, then, uh, then getting a dick kick in, and then, and then I think he did hit him with the wrench after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I thought he. Yeah, I thought he failed. I think he. I think he got it in there. But yeah, I mean, I did. I did enjoy that this was a, a variation on what has been the formula of the show matches so far. Now, is this because uh, Dick Togo, Yudro Takahashi, and Evil? were too busy to show up and interfere in the Nagano Athletic Park Gymnasium. Kind of feels that way. <laughs> I honestly wondered if they were like, you know what, this is a smaller show. Yeah. We're not all going to come out and bother. But if so, I, I appreciate the respite. This is one of my favorite venues because you can always see people in the upper decks just kind of walking back and forth to the bathroom yeah just milling around <laughs> yeah sometimes they're like calming a baby <laughs> it's just it's a very good uh, venue poorly lit yeah and it seemed poorly staffed i don't know if you want to talk about the uh the quality of the video yeah i, I meant to talk about the production <laughs> up front actually and I, I just sort of spaced on it I actually, I have found that I really like the shows in these sorts of venues where they they don't even have uh, Japanese commentary and we're getting the VOD after the fact. There's something for me really soothing about the sort of silent wrestling, <laughs> which is like, I know that's like, that's like the big tragedy of wrestling right now, right? In, in New Japan, especially is that the matches are all quieter than they should be. Mm -hmm. But so, something about having the, the barrier of the commentary removed and just sort of communing with the wrestling, uh, you know, just getting to experience it for myself mm -hmm. without their, without their help is nice. The camera work was not ideal. No. They have three, I think, cameras. Uh, they got sort of a hard cam situation. They got a, they got a couple of guys wandering around at ringside, mm -hmm. one of whom appears to just believe that you should always shoot things sort of cocked at an angle. Yes. You should never just have it straight on. Uh, I don't know if that's an artistic choice or just... Uh, he didn't seem to be looking through the eye. No, he much. did not. <laughs> that was honestly my best guess. Is he did not seem to actually be looking through the camera. He was just pointing it at the action mm -hmm. and trusting that things would work out. Perhaps that's how the professionals do it. I don't know. But that, like, they all have, all those cameras had very different relationships to things like light. Yes. And uh, pixels. Yeah. <laughs> just different numbers and yeah. kinds of pixels. So sometimes they would switch cameras and it would just be like you were in a different, uh, a different place entirely. Yeah. It, it felt like we were exploring three very similar alternate universes that were like all the matches happening in those universes were very similar, very mm -hmm. closely related, but they were a little bit different. And the other thing I couldn't tell. So I couldn't tell if like the sound felt different because it was um, just like because the the quality of the video was like mm -hmm. confusing me or if like they were actually switching to like, OK, the, the microphone that is glued to camera two right. is now the one that we're hearing sound through. Do you yeah. think it's that? I think they might have. Yeah, just been using camera sound. Yeah, just like whichever camera happened to get that part of the edit. That was the sound you were hearing because like. Yeah. 
I, I swear it was worse and better in, in different spots. Yeah, even the microphone at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, or actually, the microphone was used to powerful effect in this very match, in yes. the Taguchi versus Show match, where uh, Taguchi got Show out of the ring and in retaliation for Show earlier pulling him out of the ring and chopping his chest in time. With the count out, mm-hmm. um, Taguchi spanked Show in time with the count out. <laughs> right into the amplified mic. by the mic. I enjoyed the spanks. Yeah, I did too. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, the match overall was pretty good. It I was. think like I I like Show as a heel. I think that he actually has improved in a lot of ways as a result of this. The the character is very funny to me. The faces that he makes are of course. Interesting in many situations, hard yeah. to hard to read, hard to make sense of. They've always been funny. Yeah, he's he's um, got kind of a funny way about him. Yeah, he's a funny little guy. But like the 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 weird laconic energy, the the like mixture of malice, laziness. He's not quite cowardly the way that like yeah. Jay White will play up the cowardly angle sometimes early in a match. Like I don't want to really wrestle, right? And shows almost like I can't be bothered to I would wrestle. Call him disdainful. Yeah, you know, I think I think he I think he decided as part of this character that he's um he's only going to care about certain matches. And he's definitely not going to care about a Taguchi match. No, no. He's like, can you believe I even have to fight this guy? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's all good. I think obviously the endings of his matches have sucked. Um, yeah. This has been better. But like, I enjoy his his shithead heel work. Mm-hmm. Um, the ref bump at the end of this was annoying. Yeah. But, you know, it, as these went, it was pretty harmless. And if, if he moved more in this direction with less, like, you have to wait 10 minutes for Dick Togo to come out and slowly yeah. strangle a man. I am very hopeful that there are more in this style. I don't mind if he, you know, kicks a guy in the neck or whatever, yeah. stomps a guy in <laughs> the neck. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And that's just mean. That's mm-hmm. normal mean. But yeah, less stick Togo the better. Do you think he's going to the final? I just I was Show? looking at yeah I was looking at who he has left to mm-hmm. beat, and he's kind of done most of his big matches. Yeah, he beat Hiromu. He beat Despi. I he... imagine he'll have an embarrassing upset somewhere. Oh yeah, there. for sure. Somebody like, will yo. get him. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will get him counted out. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Connemar will probably do a trick to him. Yeah. He'll he'll lose to ELP maybe. But I just feel like he hasn't got that many matches he's going to lose left. And no. I feel like we could have him in the final. And if we have him in the final, it's going to be maximum dick Togo. Yeah. The next match, Taiji Ishimori defeats Robbie Eagles in 13 minutes, 26 seconds with the bone lock. This match was fine. It was. It was fine. Um, Eagles did a lot of taunting. It felt like more than he had been doing. It felt directed at Ishimori. He was kind of teasing him for losing the tag belts. And, mm-hmm. and Ishimori, as he said in the backstage comments later, feels that this proves that he doesn't have anything to worry about there. He can get him back whenever he wants them. Uh, so yeah, Ishimori approached this match pretty seriously, felt like Eagles was being a little whimsical with it, mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't work out so well for him. Yeah. Honestly, brief complaints. I hate Robbie Eagles' gear. Yeah. I've always hated his gear. It's looked like shit to me from the first time I saw him. It hasn't improved much over time, and currently, it's the same bad stuff it's been for, for years, but the colors are yeah. horrible. No, he has primary red, blue, and yellow right now. And it just looks like he's made it Legos, and, yeah. then he, and then he has the skunk hair now with the yellow and the black 
the halves. And there was it, some meaning to that. That he, was, said, he said the bandanas were... Yeah, they're an homage to his trainers. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but yeah, I don't know. They're horrible looking. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying not to I try I try not to turn against him because of, of shit like that because he's a good right, wrestler. Right. They yeah. both did a good job, but I just I have a little bit of trouble these days getting invested in, in either one, honestly. Um Robbie's never really connected for me and Ishimori just you know, it's th- this was a relatively high effort Ishimori. There weren't any yes. three minute headlocks. No, but, um, I agree. I think Ishimori sort of brought his best self <laughs> to this match. He's been looking a little stiff to Yeah. Me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um he's he's got the, yeah. the bodybuilder. Uh, stiffness going yes. on it feels like plus the normal wrestler t- wear and tear yeah he just doesn't have the speed and agility that he used to but yeah. but yeah he he brought his a game to this mm-hmm. match robbie was kind of flipping everywhere um, yeah. as he as he does it, it is impressive i mean he was doing he did like a weird flipping tope at mm-hmm. one point onto ishimori yeah. on the ramp and and it looked awesome it and looked he just very cool. he just kind of rolled out of it as if it was nothing mm-hmm. um it, it it was pretty neat and yet i you know i didn't have a strong pull in this match yeah no i mean it was just two guys who are good who who know each other pretty well doing some good reversals and having a having a solid wrestling match two small angry men bouncing <laughs> off each other um, I do want to say also that Ishimori has, in this Best of the Super Juniors, gotten his hair game a little yes. more figured out. He had the weird clip-on rat tail <laughs> for a little while. It was a blonde rat tail extension. Yeah. It was the strangest thing. It looked like he found it on the floor at a rave <laughs> or something. Just stuck it in there with some gum. <laughs> Every match, it was like, huh, it still hasn't come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think at some point it would just fly off. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's now just sort of grown out. It, it always felt to me like he was saying, this is the hair that I sort of meant to have by this point. Uh-huh. And I sort of messed up when I was talking to the to the hairdresser. Oh. And now we actually have what he was going for. And I see, I understand his vision for his hair. Mm-hmm. It is better than what it was before. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. Yeah, no, good, good job, Ishimori. Uh, fifth match was uh, Hiromu defeating Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 14 minutes 24 seconds with a roll up. I I looked online. Uh, I was like, "Hey, internet, do people like this match?" And the mm-hmm. internet said, "Yeah, this match is pretty well liked." And I said, "Why though?" Yeah, <laughs> all right. What? Well, yeah, why? And then we rewatched it because it was bothering me. Because I felt like, did I just miss the match last night when we were watching it? It's like, no, it it really did begin with an interminable sequence of of Kanemaru working Hiromu's knee, mm-hmm. Hiromu just kind of screaming in the the way that he does whenever anything happens to him, and um, eventually Hiromu won. <laughs> and that was the match. And that's my least favorite style of match, you know, is mm-hmm. guy bullies face. the body part. Yeah, targets the body part. And then at some point, the face just wins. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oops, I, there was... I stopped being uh, dominated by you. Yeah. No, after the interminable knee torture scene, there was a, a fairly long sequence, like middle sequence of, of somewhat even-handed exchanges, you know, just mm-hmm. some lariats. And they did a lot of uh, trading of power slams and stuff. <laughs> um, and they were all fine. Yeah. I don't know. They were all fine. I enjoy watching Kanemaru because I think that he's better than gets played up. And yeah, so they just kind of countered each other for six or seven minutes and then... Uh, 
And then Hiromu got the roll up. Yeah, Kanemaru goes for the moonsault. Hiromu gets the knees up, rolls up Kanemaru. I do think that this is sort of a classic example of like a, a leg match where it doesn't matter that it was a leg match. When Hiromu got things going, it was frequently like, okay, and now I run the ropes. Well, that's, and I jump yeah. up and I do the I do the head scissors on you. And it and it kept being like he would he would get that offense and then and then we would go back to working his knee and then he wins the match by getting his knees up. Yeah. And really like it just none of that really adds up to anything to me. No, that's the thing. That's that's what I wondered. I wondered if I had missed that about the match because I thought how did he how did he kind of get the upper edge on Kanamaru? Was it because he sort of switched to more of a ground game and used the knee less? And when we went back, it was just like, no, no. not really. He either hobbled around on it or he ran he on lift, it, but he did not he stop using it. He lifted him. You know, he, he definitely used it um, as, a, as a major part of his offense. In the backstage commentary afterward, Hiromu makes a big point of this. And he made a big point of it when he was in the ring, too, yeah. if you kind of read the pantomime. <laughs> uh, he was going to sound like, hey, I've got brains. Yeah, I, yeah. I figured you out. I'm not just a wild man who comes out here and, and throws my, my safety to the wind. Mm-hmm. I will run on my damaged knee all <laughs> night long, and and then I will do a very basic defensive move to stop you. And that's the thing. Like, I I thought I must have missed something where he really figured Kanemaru out or... Yeah, and I just don't think he did. I think he used his knee pretty freely throughout, and then he happened to get the roll up. And it was fine. Like, they both did a good match. I'm not saying they didn't wrestle well. It Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a weird structure. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense to me and if the idea was to show that Hiromu is becoming a wily right. wrestler, I don't think I saw any real evidence of that. No, it didn't. Except the thing at the end which again, like you're saying, people do that all the time. Yeah. That is a really established way for that spot to go. Right. Getting the knees up in time does not make me think, "Oh, what a clever person." Yeah, no. It's just like, "Oh, I guess he woke up in time to do the thing that happens 50% <laughs> right. of the time." Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that Hiromu did explicitly acknowledge the thing that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, are we going to make anybody but Hiromu and Despi matter in this tournament? Because Hiromu's stance is no, Uh we will not. (laughs) Everybody else is going to have to get on his level because otherwise he and and Despi are just going to run away with Mm -hmm. it. And and people need to watch out for that. Which I I do kind of appreciate them talking about that. You know, like last time they had that running story about how Ishimori was the champion and yet Hiromu was getting more main events. Ishimori felt that that he was being overlooked and mm-hmm. that he wasn't getting sufficient uh, credit from the company. This time they have Hiromu. He's the mascot of the tournament. They have yeah. him in the beginning <laughs> clips just kind of running around on the beach like a nerd. Yeah. So like it's the company just a promise is, that Hiromu will be here. <laughs> yeah. Like they're definitely making explicit that like, yeah, he's our guy. But I do think that they might also be actually making an effort to build other people up, too, which yeah. they need to, because it can't be that every year he gets injured early in the year and then we get him back by Wrestle Kingdom and he wins the belt again so he can get injured again next year and start it all over. Like, they yeah. they got to know they need other stories than that. Mm-hmm. No, I think they're well aware and they are trying actively to right. to build some other people up. It's because they don't stick with the juniors for long stretches. They have stretches where they're the focus, and then they have stretches where they're just the guys getting pinned in, in everybody else's matches. 
it's funny to me that you need to get Hiromu to say like, hey, care about the other wrestlers too. Because uh, that was what he was really saying. Was, yes. Was, you know, there was kind of the threat there of get on my level. Mm-hmm. But he was also saying like, surely there's somebody else <laughs> here that you should pay attention to. And, and you, the audience, should be looking out for who it is. Right. Yeah. Go go ahead and get invested in those guys. Because Despy said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Despy was also talking about how, uh, yeah, everybody's talking about how it's going to be me and Hiromu again, but... But I, I think other people are worth <laughs> worth looking at. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, he found a meaner way to say it, but. Yeah. Uh, other thing about this match, though, is it did, you know, so we had the thing afterward almost felt like an angle where um, Hiromu was laughing really obnoxiously as uh, Kanemaru leaves the ring. Mm-hmm. Kanemaru comes back and starts kicking him again. Mm-hmm. Really, really beats the shit out of him. I kind of felt like maybe that's the beginning of, I don't know, we'll know by the time this is up, but like, uh, maybe Hiromu comes out with some bandages on his leg next week. Yeah. Or next, next yeah. evening. And, uh, that's his excuse for losing some matches. Yes. It does feel like that may be probably the primary purpose <laughs> of, of this being such a knee match. Yeah. It's funny that you can do that stuff off can like you know for the for the average viewers uh purposes this match might as well not have happened like mm-hmm. they're not going to see this so he could just come out to the next match with the with the bandages on but their dedication to the craft of professional wrestling is such that we had to watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had to see this boring match. It's like the Star Wars prequels. Well, you need to know how it happened. <laughs> you can't just come out with a bum leg. <laughs> you won't be able to figure out why he would have that injury. Mm-hmm. So we get into our main event. Uh, Watto versus Despy. But Desperado did, of course, win after 20 minutes, 10 seconds with Numero Dos. Now, I was surprised when I was looking through the times for this. That this one was 20 minutes long because, uh, you know, the previous match was 14 minutes long. I felt every second of that. <laughs> it, I would have guessed 16, uh-huh. maybe more. This one was 20. I didn't think about the time while we were watching it. It just no. it just went. Well, and I mean, it is still fairly short for a New Japan yes. main event is yes. part of that. But, uh, but no, it was really well put together. Despy main events are always fun. My mm-hmm. big question kind of going into tonight was... Can Watto uh, hold up a main mm-hmm. event, um, a main event match? He still feels a little green, mm-hmm. um, but he did really well. I thought he did really well. Yeah, no, he's he's all of his matches in this tournament have been what they needed to be, and mm-hmm. that's how I would describe this one too. I think that Desperado comes out of it looking better. I think that's fine because he's the champion and he won, and he's mm-hmm. a better wrestler. But you know, uh, Watto did not have too many moments of looking lost. No, um, I do think that that is partly that Despy has such a strong presence in the ring that he can distract from that kind of thing pretty yes. easily. One thing I, he probably does this regularly, but one thing I noticed, like like you said, Watto sometimes has a habit of, it feels like he's waiting for his next move mm-hmm. and he's kind of relieved that the last one is over. <laughs> so that in-between period, he sometimes looks a little like, okay, what next? Yeah. And he doesn't know how to fill those gaps, whereas Despy is really good at filling those gaps. And yeah. I feel like... This match and probably other matches, Despy did a really good job of like in those kind when he had those kind of gaps between mm-hmm. his big spots, he would kind of 
He would do some walking away from the situation before turning back very quickly and going back to town. Mm -hmm. You know, so you just felt a little unpredictability about Despy in those gaps that um, I think helped with Watto's occasional lapses. Yeah, well, that's that's something that I've, you know, just every every year I get a little bit more in tune with Desperado. I learned to, to watch for certain things a little more closely. Mm-hmm. Just just the way that he'll, like, walk around, like you said, you know, like, kick some some dust off his foot or whatever right, he's doing. Right, right. He you know, they're little animations, right, is, is what they are. Yeah, uh, he's never not doing anything. Yeah. And... I, I had a strong sense. I, I'm a big Ibushi fan, so mm-hmm. I see Ibushi in uh, in New Guys, mm-hmm. uh, probably where it's a bit of a stretch. But I feel like Wado is on the Ibushi trajectory. Like it feels like right. the company maybe sees him as as that sort of wrestler. Well, I, I mentioned to you that he's been training with Ibushi, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I been... did not know that. Yeah, there's. Okay, that's. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like he, seriously, it looks like he studied Ibushi max, match structure for this one. Yeah, it, well... It felt very much like an Ibushi main event. I mean, I think that you can track it just by looking at his bod, because there was yeah. a there was a distinct window where we learned that he had been working out and training with Ibushi, and it happened at roughly the same time his shoulders, like, doubled in size. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just got, like, three inches wider, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, that's the Ibushi uh, influence, I guess. Interesting. But yeah, he's. I, I've I have heard uh, people on this very podcast uh, say that the the kicks are looking better. Yes, I sort of agree. I still feel like he needs to find a way to make them louder because I think that yeah, I think his his stuff is weirdly quiet in general uh, for a guy who's focusing on striking so much. I think he needs to get loud. Mm-hmm. This um, is you know obviously the wrong environment production quality wise yes. to. Uh, to ask that of him, it, you couldn't hear anything, <laughs> but I, I agree. It's I, been I think, an issue for the tournament. No, I think. and I, I think as much as sound, I think he needs to work on the kicks looking stronger, mm-hmm. um, just snappier. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think that he's come a long way mm-hmm. in that regard. I like his uh, his new-ish combo. Yeah. The one where he kind of kneels down and yeah, uh, yeah, elbows yeah. you in the gut yeah. and then a couple mid-level kicks. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes he misses with some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the, the previous uh, night where he just kind of yeah. straight up missed, uh, but it was it was still good to, good to see mm-hmm. him. But yeah, it was a good show. Do you think it is like show... Hiromu, show Despi. I think I have show Hiromu in the final. Yeah. Okay. In, in my own Hiromu. personal little bracket. bracket. Yeah. Yeah. I still want for it to be Despi Hiromu just because I want Despi to win in a big spot. But they're oh, absolutely. If they're if they're thinking they should have some other wrestlers in in good matches, I mean, I again, <laughs> they're right. They should do that. Mm-hmm. So here's. Here's hoping. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. I think that's our uh, I think that's our time. Yeah. We should do plugs. Yes. Quickly. We have a podcast yes. that we do that is not about wrestling, but sometimes wrestling creeps in. It is called Gift Horse. You can follow it at Gift Horse Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find it on all the pod catchers. I have a, a novel coming out. If you go to MikeMcGinnis.com, that's M-E-G-I-N-N-I-S. You got your pre-order links there. It's called Drowning Practice. It's about a mother and daughter at the end of the world. And um, it's sad. 
Uh, you, you can but also it. funny. Yeah, also funny, I'm told. Uh, I develop games, just small stuff so far, but if you want to check out my uh, visual novel game, The Fight, also not about wrestling, despite the name, mm-hmm. uh, you can check that out at bikeandbug.itch.io. Just give me a follow there and see what I'm up to. Yeah. Thank you again for having us in your home. In your podcast feed, congratulations to Joel and Mally. Congratulations to Damon. Uh, good luck to his liver. And Yay! <laughs> uh, everybody, have a have a good rest of your your week, your evening. Bye bye. Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the Super J Cast fandom. My name is Curtis Spears, and I'm here today to break down for you. Best of the Super Juniors, Night 4 from Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium. But I'm not going to be doing it alone. I've got Rafe Houston of the Faces and Feels podcast to do it with me. Buddy, how are you doing today, Rafe? I'm doing really good. Thank you, Curtis. This is great, man. We're like one of those tag teams that's been put together. We're just two random singles wrestlers. Don't even know each other, but guess what? We're now in the tournament, and that's going to be uh, really interesting to see how it shakes out. We'll see if Joel... Uh, and Damon are good matchmakers. I, I think they are. We've we've actually become best friends behind the scenes. I don't know if uh, they knew that that was going to happen. I'm not sure how they knew it was going to happen, but it just magically happened. So that's pretty cool. It is. We're kind um, of like the same dude, but just like in different parts of the world in a lot of things. We share a lot of same interests, so that helps. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I'm I'm an American living in London, talking about a Japanese wrestling promotion with a dude in Australia. Who it's also really likes? Yeah, I know it's weird. Who also really likes Japanese wrestling? Who also has a show that regularly interviews deathmatch wrestlers <laughs> and, and kind of anybody else that I can meet. Yeah, no, your show is really entertaining. One of the coolest things about your show is that you have such access to people around the world. Uh, I, I was shocked that you had a person who I've grew up watching, Darren McCarty of the Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings, the most hated team in the NHL for me. And you're sitting there talking to him about his Stanley Cup run, his flirtations with deathmatch wrestling, and his his pro wrestling fandom in general. What a great show, man. That was fantastic. Thank you, man. That was really kind of special and a little bit strange for me because like in Australia, we don't have ice. So I didn't know who <laughs> McCarty was. I knew him from ICW No Holds Barred, a promotion that I watch regularly on IWTV. He had a match there with a wrestler named Brandon Kirk, and I really liked it. And then he followed me on Twitter, and I just kind of was like, thanks for the thing. We got talking, and we became friends. So, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I've got quite a few interviews there that I'm really proud of. I'm up to, like I don't know, 85 episodes or something now, but I'm somebody who, if you go all the way back to my first episode – it's called Where to Start with New Japan. And that was what I started my podcast intending it to be. I was inspired by shows like the Super J cast. Uh, and we're going to be inspired by the Spotlight series. But it was mainly I just wanted to kind of talk about the stuff I liked and also my own trips to Japan. I've been there many times now. I really enjoyed it. And and then the interview stuff just sort of started to spiral out of that. So it's been a bit of a crazy run, uh, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a dream come true to be involved with the Super J cast right now. I've been listening, you know, since before it was Super J cast, since like the Puro cast, you know. So this is going to be pretty awesome. Have you been a fan of the show for a long time? Uh, I wouldn't say a long time. I've been a fan of the show maybe two years now. Uh, I just discovered it a couple of years ago. When I well, 
Oh gosh, it's been longer than that now. I've been in England for almost four years now, so I've been oh, wow. a fan of about for about four years now. Oh, that's awesome. So that was that was a good time. Uh, I love the show. Uh, New Japan is where I hang my hat. I'm I don't really watch much other wrestling, uh, but Piro Piro's it for me. I discovered it when I was a little kid. My, I grew up watching WCW with my father. My dad's a redneck from way back, so. <laughs> I was raised on that Southern wrestling. Yeah. And I remember the first time, the first time I saw Jushin Liger, I remember the first time I saw the great Muda and I was hooked ever since. So new Japan's my new Japan's my love and my passion, man. Absolutely. I was saying to you off mic and stuff that like with everything I've been doing for the show and kind of all the coverage and that I haven't been able to watch as much as I used to, you know, but I keep priced of everything and I'm, Honestly, like uh, watch it whenever I can. But I, there was a time when I was just watching absolutely everything. I've been to, like I said, I've been to Japan a bunch of times, uh, like for Wrestle Kingdoms. I actually went to the same Wrestle Kingdom that Joel first went to, to Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, we didn't run into each other there. Maybe we did. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's been a few kind of um, crossing of the ways and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's going to be so jealous to- of that. <laughs> oh, so jealous. Have you ever been or no? Uh, no, the the farthest I've ever been out of my own country of America was to England, and I just kind of stayed here. So, <laughs> well, hopefully the world sorts its shit out, uh, and you know, there's a time in the future we can all you know meet up in Japan because it really is the best place. Like Damon had said on the podcast that there's life before Tokyo and life after Tokyo, and I 100% agree with everything he said. So, yeah. This is, this is going to be great, man. This is going to, going to be really exciting. I love the show today, and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. I do have to tell you, though, that I, I kind of was talking to a few friends and let them know uh, that this was happening and we were hosting the show and what was going on with Joel. And so I did have a couple of friends say they may call in. So we'll have to just see how that kind of goes, and then you know maybe we'll hear a couple of friendly faces. Live reaction sounds fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. Like we'll that have to idea. see. We'll have to see. So let's let's go ahead and start breaking down the matches while we're at it. Uh, match one for night four of tonight was uh, a young lion match between Yuta Nakashima and Ryohei Oiwa. Uh, it was a draw with Oiwa, uh, Oiwa ending the plus position. Uh, this was in Oiwa's hometown. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a lot of fun. These kids were showing a lot of fire tonight. Have any of the young lions really stood out to you? So Oiwa is the one who stood out to me, mainly because it's the first time my wife's watched it with me in a while and she couldn't stop talking about how handsome he was. And I was like, yeah, that dude's straight up beautiful. Like, <laughs> I'm like, G- give him the, the coats and the championships and all the stuff. Like, He's somebody you could build New Japan about, much like uh, Uemura, uh, who's currently on excursion or whatever. These two kind of like tick all the boxes like in looks and skill and build and all those things. So, yeah, he stood out immediately. Yeah, it looks like Oiwa's been gaining a little bit of muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that his hair is growing back from the time he shaved his head, mm-hmm. it's it, he's starting to fill out a little bit more. He looks like a normal human being. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw his very first match uh, a couple of months ago when he first started wrestling as a young lion, and he looks so mean. Like, you say that he looks handsome, but when I saw him, I said, that dude looks mean. Really? He looks lean, fast, hungry, and I, I thought this guy's this guy's going to have uh, a heel written all over him. Yeah, right. No, think- that, that's really interesting. Um, the other yeah. guy as well had like a real kind of lantern jaw, like a kind of bigger physical guy, and he kind of looked like he was putting on a lot of size as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Yuto Nakashima. Nakashima. Yeah, he's 
he was the young lion from uh, many months ago who, in about 15 seconds into his first match, he tore his shoulder and had to sit out for a while. Oh, so, no. Yeah, that's yeah, no now good he's, Now he's back to competing regularly, and it's uh, it's pretty cool to see because we've got now we've got three, it uh, looks like, promising young lions that uh, really have some... Was that a phone? Oh, uh, that might actually be our first call there, buddy. Um, hang on, oh. let me just let me just uh, see what's going on here. Hang on, one moment, caller, you're on the air. Joel, this is Gino Gambino, and I just want to say, how dare you take any time off the Super J Cast and leave this man in charge? A quick congratulations. Hope the family is well and well done, mate. Look forward to hearing you back soon. And there we go, <laughs> Gino Gambino. Yeah, I'm the, the. That's a pretty big name there. Uh, friend of the show, Gino Gambino. Uh, when he found out that Joel was off to have his baby boy, uh, he wanted to put in his congratulations. So thanks for your time, Gino. Oh, that was awesome. What a beautiful moment! Wow, that's fantastic, man. You you said you had surprises. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know you had surprise surprises. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> you you meet a few people along the way. I was really happy to pass on that message for Gino to Joel. And yeah, before we get too far into it, let's uh, let's give our congratulations to Joel, to Mally, to Esther, to Arthur, and hopefully everybody's you know doing really well. And obviously Damon on vacation as well. Hopefully he's not working too hard. Yeah, congratulations to Damon on drinking as many margaritas as I'm I'm sure he possibly can. So <laughs> I love it. Hopefully, anyway, sorry to, <laughs> to ambush you with that. I appreciate it. That's that's a good that's a good sp- uh, place for us to stop. We can start talking about match number two now. Yeah, let's go. Uh, second match of the night, which was the first best of the Super Juniors tournament match, Yoshinobu Kanemaru sitting at two wins, four total points, versus Doki also sitting at two wins, four total points. This match, Doki, he's been having a great tournament so far. He's been busting his ass in New Japan for years, and he's finally getting some real recognition now. Uh, Suzuki Gun, I think, should put together a never six-man team and get Doki a belt. Mm. Uh, this match was better than it had any right to be. There was mm. some uh, Suzuki-Gun shenanigans where they were uh, threatening each other's weapons at ringside, Doki's pipe and uh, Kanemaru's whiskey bottle. Lots of fun to be had. But in the meantime, they were just hitting great moves on each other. Absolutely. Uh, Don't you has- think uh, like Kanemaru as well for his age... Like, looks way younger. The dude's, like, 45. He can still go. He absolutely kills it. And when you talk about, like, uh, Suzuki-gun shenanigans as well, like, the craftiness always kind of stands out with those guys. Like, when Doki goes to jump out of the ring, and instead of staying there for it, Kanemaru immediately jumps over the next railing to be, like, even further yeah. away. I was like, yeah, why don't more people do that? That's kind of- <laughs> is just he's such a crafty veteran. He is, isn't but, he? And the, the best part about their shenanigans... Uh, their shenanigans are cheeky and fun, whereas the yes. House of Torture shenanigans are tragic. And boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. House of Torture, so, yeah, Haunted Castle. I call them the Hot, Hot Boys, Castle. H-O-T. Hot Boys. Works pretty well. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. Except for, I, I guess Dick Togo's not really a hot boy, but like show and evil are attractive men. We can call them the Hot Boys. Yeah, exactly. I think you're forgetting Yujiro's giant jeans that we were talking about the other day. Oh, Yujiro's well. beautiful mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he brought trip pants from a from a hot topic in like 1999, and it, you know so I would expect superfluous pockets and chains hanging off of them, and he's going to go to a corn limp biscuit show or something. That's what I was like. I was like, I haven't seen pants like that since I was wearing them in like 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadlocks down my back. It was sick, but yeah. Anyway, so, give him back. Yeah, this this really does seem to me to be a Doki uh, 
congratulatory tournament right yeah, now. He's, yeah. he's he, killing he it, man. Did he's not get it. the win. He mm-hmm. did not get the win today. Mm-hmm. Uh, win with the uh, wins with a deep impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think is they should actually, since they're both Suzuki Goon, put those two together. Let them go on a on a run yes. for the junior tag belts while while Despy is carrying the junior heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun, and it might add a little bit of spice to a boring division right now. Yeah, I think that would be a great team, and I think Kanemaru would have a lot to like teach Doki. You know, like, uh, I think that could be really cool. I, I agree 100%. All right. So let's break down match number three. Master Wado sitting at one win, two points, versus Taiji Ishimori with two wins, four points. And this one really impressed me. I, I've I've been kind of soft on Wado. I know a lot of people are hard on him and a lot of people love him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really impressed at first, but it seems like lately his confidence is showing a lot more. Uh, Ishimori was working his arm because he's been winning a lot with the bone lock. Uh, Wado, though, was really getting that babyface sympathy that yeah. he used to get as a young lion back mm-hmm. before his excursion. Um, of course, La Mystica goes into bone lock and seals it for Taiji Ishimori, but I thought it was a really exciting final stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you think about this match, and what do you think about Master Wado in general? Like... At first, I definitely hated the gimmick and everything when it came in, but it feels like he's starting to, like, find his own a little bit for sure. Um, He's, you know, building up confidence. He's building up his body. He's kind of got some cooler colours going with the dark blue instead of the thing. He does have that Karen haircut. Uh, which is he does, uh, he does want to speak to the manager of wrestling. <laughs> I saw Joel's tweet like that, and I, I loved it. It was hell funny. Um, but that even kind of suits him. So yeah, I think I think he's coming along, man. Like at first, he used to when he used to enter the ring, he used to look like that meme of that dog where it's got the nervous vest on, like you know the one where it's yeah. like <laughs> he's like a deer in the headlights, bro. He looks so shocked, but but he's he's picking up steam, man. And so even though he didn't pick up the win there, I definitely think he's looking better and you can start to see an upside, you know? Uh and then Ishimori himself, uh I love that he's ditched the like shredder type motif and he's now got that kind of military cap skull like actually looking like some kind of bone soldier um that was really cool and he's so crisp though i will say that doki for me sometimes his moves are a little bit i know sloppy or risky and i do worry like in execution sometimes i'm like oh that doesn't look like it's gonna land right you know so i mean yeah he's gonna pick up did i say doki or did i say wato Mm. You said Doki still. Nah, yeah. everybody knew what I meant. I'm not here to spoof anything. We, we knew you meant Wado. <laughs> yeah, no, Wado, Wado didn't really have to worry about landing moves crisply in, in CMLL because no one else does. So I think that's a thing he's got to unlearn. Works out perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's sad that you mentioned the uh, the actual Super Shredder helmet. I, I miss the Super Shredder helmet. I think oh, it like looks it? cool. I like his new jacket and I like the new gear with the, uh, with the camouflage on it, but... Mm-hmm. Man, I miss that super cool Super Shredder helmet. I mean, it was definitely cool, but I was like, what is Bone Soldier about this? Like, in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what is Bone Soldier about Taiji Ishimori to begin with. Mm. I mean, uh, wasn't he like a heartthrob character in Noah? Mm, I don't know. I'm not really a Noah guy uh, in any way, so I'm not the person to to speak on it. In all the Japanese wrestling I've been fortunate enough to see live, they're the uh, the only ones I haven't, I think. But nowhere in all Japan I haven't seen, but I've seen, like, everything else. <laughs> oh, you probably did you catch any, like, big Japan uh, deathmatch shows and stuff like you that? No, I there? did. Wrestle Kingdom in that year, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, was the reason I got into deathmatch wrestling. 
So we were there and we were trying to see whatever wrestling we could, you know, and just went to like the Corrigan Hall box office like, yo, what else is on? And walked into a show uh, and and ended up seeing stuff by accident. And then it was like, oh, man, this is pretty it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, that kind of changed the entire direction of, of stuff that I liked. I think I'll become a prolific podcaster about this exact subject right now. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself prolific, but I, I have been fortunate enough to end up just meeting a lot of people. And you know like what it's like when you sort of meet people and stuff, you like it just snowballs and then they introduce you to somebody else and blah, 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 and you kind of just go down this wormhole uh, forever. But it's um, yeah, it's an amazing community, man. I know you, you were saying that you haven't really been into any Deathmatch stuff historically. Uh, but there's definitely some good stuff I can recommend. And that goes for anybody. If you want to know some good stuff, uh, I can definitely help you find your way uh, into that kind of stuff. Oh, what's that? Oh. Hello, hey, caller. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Yo, what's up, Joe? It's Aaron Hanare here from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on behalf of the United Empire, we just want to wish you congratulations uh, for you and your wife, Molly, on the birth of your baby boy. Little Arthur, hope he turns out to be a king. Uh, keep up the good work with the Super J cast and uh, we'll keep tuning in, eh? Thank you, brother. Take care. Thank you, Aaron Hanare. Oh, wow. Well, isn't this day just full of surprises? It's <laughs> the wrestling gods just keep giving. What man, a fantastic time. Man, I've been really fortunate to meet like a lot of great people uh, since I've been doing the podcast and since I've been traveling and going to wrestling. So, yeah, it was nice that a bunch of the guys wanted to contribute and said they were going to call in so <laughs> it's pretty good i started to keep hijacking the show my phone just keeps blowing up so on oh, to the no, next I, match well, you're a popular man you're a popular man you got to do things people expect things of you i'm not sure that's true but the, <laughs> these are all i will say uh, of the, these couple of guests they're amazing people who have been very giving of their time uh and a genuine hard-working wrestlers you know and fans of wrestling uh and they are too and they're fans of the super j cast so when I um, I told them what I was doing and stuff, they were right away didn't even hesitate because they've been very aware of the Super J cast for a long time. That's awesome. And who isn't a fan of the Super J cast? I don't know. We if they, if they're not, fans. they're wrong. They're just wrong. Hundred percent right. Let's move What's on to next? match four. Yeah. Yeah, we had a match with uh, Yo versus my wife's favorite wrestler Ryusuke Taguchi. Ooh. So uh, Yo is currently sitting at zero points, zero wins. Oh, yo. Very sad time for Yo. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi sitting at two points with one win. Can I just say one uh, thing that, that Yo isn't sitting at zero on is pockets because he had hundreds of them. On his <laughs> he looks like Rob Liefeld drawing Deadpool back in the 90s. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, what's in all of those? Pockets. I'm sure he had like a snack. Uh, his, his mom like gave him made sure he had a Snickers bar on him or something oh, like whatever energy Snickers can give him clearly wasn't enough that he couldn't get the job done against Taguchi though can I tell you can I tell you the thing that struck me the most when this match first started Please. Yo and Ryusuke they're they're doing the their initial lockups and, and trading and Yo's giving these like half cocky smiles and he's playing into Taguchi's shenanigans mm -hmm. and do you not realize you're on zero points yeah, you should you should be looking more serious, more concerned. If you don't care, why should I care? Yeah, what do you have to be cocky about? You're a loser. <laughs> you're, you're not even you're not the best with, ex member of Rapongi Three K. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're you're not moving with any urgency right now. And, and finally, it's like seven minutes in. I think was where where the match really started. Yo finally wakes up. He does a big tope to the outside. Some good power moves. Uh, Taguchi threw a gorgeous tiger suplex. Yo then turns around and throws a gorgeous snapdragon suplex. 
it's much better match from there. Uh, Taguchi won with the Dodon. Yo's last win, and thanks to Liam on the Super Jcast Discord for finding this out, Yo's last win was July 24th of this year. Oh he was God. part of a six-man Chaos versus Suzuki Goon tag match. Ugh. That's near half a year this dude's gone without a win. Dude, that's that's rough, man, and it's rough to hear. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where they're going with Yo. I don't think he knows. I don't think they know. When he first came back, you know, from the injury and sort of had that match with um, with Sho when he had too many straps on him, uh, he likes to have too many accessories and stuff, and he had that terrible out-of-time music uh, and things like that. I, I knew he was lost from that moment. I'm like, they do not know what they're doing. Um, is, it, I, is it that they don't know what they're doing or that he doesn't care what they're doing? It seems like he, I don't he's know. maybe got other interests right now. I don't know. What would the other interests be? Pockets? Like Music snowboarding? Hitting pockets. the slopes? He Something looks like a snowboarder. Yeah, exactly. I would, what I will say, the highlights of this match for me were all based around your wife's favorite wrestler, Taguchi. A lot of people will give Taguchi shit and Yano shit stuff like that because, you know, they're not the serious wrestlers. They're not the guys that are going to be delivering the five stars and stuff like that. What I will say for me is that they're crucial members of the roster because when you come through and you do tournaments and stuff like this, they give somebody like Yo the opportunity to run back and forward on the ropes 15 times in a row. They give Yo the opportunity to rest and not be injured while Taguchi sells his ass laying on the ground with his feet in the air for like five minutes, which was hilarious, by the way. I was in stitches as he just lay there like, <laughs> like a statue for like ages. And then Yo starts to scream at him and they're like counting him like, <laughs> you know, one, two. And he's just like, like a, a statue. Dead still. Dead still. So funny, oh. man. And, like, I can understand why they're not for everybody, but I always look at wrestling shows like a variety show, you know, and not everybody can be delivering the six-star match, you know. So I, I think that's why they'll always have, like, such a big part of New Japan because those are those are crucial characters. Speaking of crucial characters, ooh, match number five. Bushi sitting at two wins <laughs> at four points against Sho. Uh. Show tonight. Show three wins and six points. Shows the man oh in this tournament, God. man. He's he's killing it for me. <laughs> I love it. I hate all the the hot boy stuff, but like, I I think he's he's on a serious trajectory right now, man. Well, the thing the thing about it is, you and I were talking about show before the tournament started. A uh, little little background information: we actually met about two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Joel introduced us to each other. We've been talking New Japan and talking death matches and things like that since, mm-hmm. and. The thing about show is we both wanted to see him do more of an MMA inspired character, yes. something to deal with his actual love of mixed martial arts, something where he could, if, if show, like I said to you before, if show showed up in this tournament and just started claiming arms, mm-hmm. taking fingers, taking elbows, taking shoulders and, and just adding them to his, to his, you know, necklace, uh, <laughs> like, like, like men in Vietnam used to have ears like on a, their Like collars. a Dolph Lundgren from universal soldier situation. Exactly. Yeah, if he see. started doing something like that, man, I'd be I'd be over the moon about it right now. Yeah. I was a big fan of Show when he was in Rapongi 3K. Uh, I was very excited when they split up because I said this guy's going to do something special, and that something special is hitting people with a, with a wrench. That's the that's the only downside, you know, is, is you're going to get that HOT haunted castle bullshit. Um, though after the first night, you know when. Togo's in the ring and all, and all that kind of stuff. I've been pleasantly surprised when it's just a wrench or it's just 
cheating bullshit. Like, I, I'm glad we haven't had to see the entire team every single match because that would completely exhaust me. I can deal with a, a dastardly character, you know, that's got a bit of a tap on the shoulder and you can tell it's going to be, he's going to go deep in this tournament. He may even win the thing, you know, because he's yeah. clearly maybe one of the only people in New Japan that they sort of have a vision for and a, and a target set for him, you know. They're doing stuff with him. Um and so, yeah, for me, I, I think I'm just relieved it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, I was no, expecting the worst. He, he goes through most of his match 100% doing exactly what I want. Yeah. He started out this match mm -hmm. by doing small joint manipulation on mm -hmm. Bushi's fingers and his and his uh, wrist. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is healier than anything the House of Torture does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And and uh, unfortunately for for Bushi and, and Sho... I just zoned out during Bushi's entire control period. the The crowd was so hot all night, and the set, like, it just this whole match just killed the crowd. And then the ref bump. Uh, the ref bump looked like the Rock taking a Stone Cold stunt. <laughs> it was amazing. Like what fish? That dude was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he was like, "This is my moment. I'm doing it." Oh yeah. <laughs> He went for it. He went, I mean, he dived and the, he was a little bit sloppy on the landing. The Russian judge gave him an eight. He may have to settle for the bronze, but it was fantastic. It was. And show, of course, whips out the ranch and wins via bullshit shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And my heart sank. Though cool sort of heel character work after that, like getting up the ref and he's all discombobulated, making him hold up his arm, getting out of the ring and like seeing Bushi's clothes on the side and like smashing them over onto the ground, laughing maniacally and stuff like that. I was like, he's getting it. He's picking up steam. He's getting confidence. Cause at first for me, when he changed, his eyes just looked glazed over. I was like, is this dude like, like asleep? Like he just looked scared and uncertain and he's definitely kind of finding his place. In, in what he's doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to match number six, Robbie Eagles with one win, two points versus El Fantasmo with one win, two. Oh, 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 oh. Hello, Collie, you're on the air. Oh, good day to the Super J cast. This is Robbie Eagles, the sniper of the skies, the current one half of the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. And I just wanted to wish Joel and Mally Huge congratulations on the birth of the new boy, Arthur. Enjoy your break. Looking forward to having you guys back on the podcast. And let's hope that Lamar Reynolds scores a few hat tricks, just like I'm looking to get three in a row in the best of the Super Juniors. All the best, guys. Thank you, Robbie. That was great. Robbie Eagles, thank you very much for calling into our show. <laughs> we, we enjoyed your match tonight. He's an absolute gentleman and... Uh, pulling back the curtain of the caller gimmick, uh, he he sent me that like an hour before he was going to the ring, basically. So because it's been literally full on tour buses and everything like that. So I really appreciate Robbie's time. I appreciate Hanare's time, Gino's time, uh, and Robbie also said to watch the match because there's a little eagle. Um, sorry, not an e. <laughs> I was going to say an eagle egg, but I guess that's uh, that's kind of appropriate. There's a little e <laughs> that. it's an eagle egg. An eagle egg in the match for the Super Jcast fans. That's awesome. So the the match itself. This is the first time since the Super J Cup two years ago uh, that they've matched up. Uh, two and zero, all time record for ELP against Robbie Eagles. And this was this was great. It started out a little a little awkward. Uh, it was a cocky ELP versus a, a brimming with confidence. Robbie, it was mm -hmm. big match feel, mm -hmm. and they start going like a spot for spot. Can you top this? 
But then they started doing like the uh, Don Fry Takayama elbows, mm-hmm. uh, which was a bit odd. They're not really like big knockout artists or anything like that. It no, was but they were laying them in though. Mark. Yeah, I, they I, were. I think uh, it just comes down to them hating each other, right? Like they're always talking shit on each other whenever they get a chance in interviews. I think Robbie Eagles called El Fantasmo El Dickhead one time, which was a big <laughs> highlight for me. You know, and they always just hate each other. So I can understand them just like degrading down to just throwing forearms. Did you did you see AOP's jacket on the way down? Um, I saw it and it looked awesome, but like the camera for me, or at least when I was all the times I kind of caught it, didn't really get it in focus. All I saw at the end was sucks. So I imagine it probably said Rob, Robbie Eagles yeah. sucks, but. Yeah, it said Robbie Eagle sucks, LOL, and it would scroll across there. It was it was like red red text on white background, so it didn't really show up very well. You should have gone with like a black uh, a black background for red text, but it was very funny. I think there's a video on uh, ELP's Twitter of uh, Taiji Ishimori reading it for the first time and just laughing. It's very very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's... Yeah. So that, yeah, that after, after awesome. that moment. After that moment, ELP finally remembers that he's ELP and he starts to turn up the healiness. Yeah. And that's when the fun really starts. He's he's shouting his frustration at Eagles about how Eagles won the title before him. I love that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie's speedy high impact offense is a perfect counter to ELP's sneaky plotting heelish ways. And the heeliest part about ELP is that you know that he can hang in a junior style match, but he just chooses not to. Just chooses to be a dick. Like when he's walking the ropes and doing all the bounces and he flips over and then all he does is a back rake or like, or like gets a run up from the other side of the ring, runs all the way and then just stops, stands up and then jumps on their nuts. Like, just like just a real douchebag in everything he does. So there was a scary spot in the match. It was, it looked like some sort of burning hammer variant that Mm. like literally looked like Robbie got knocked silly, man. It looked like he landed Uh, straight on his head. eh? I was, that was was scary. I was, I was actually really worried. Uh, And then when he kicked out or whatever, I'm like, okay, he's cool. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was like a very concerning moment. Um, but that's how good these guys are. You know what I mean? It's like centimeter perfect precision in everything they do, especially against each other, because um, that chemistry is literally nuts. So the speaking of centimeter perfect precision, uh, Robbie turns a power bomb attempt into a hurricane run a flash pin for the win and finally beats ELP. Yeah, you said you really enjoyed this match. Was this your match of the night? Yeah, I, I think it was actually. I think it really was. Like. Um, just it had everything, like from the start, all the cockiness and them outdoing each other, and the Ric Flair struts and all that dumb stuff, and then just as it as it ramps up and the peril and everything like that. Like, yeah, I, I really think it was mine of the night, and also seeing that kind of uh, journey of Robbie getting to that place, you know, and and beating him because it's been the story that they've sort of been telling for like a very long time. It is, and I know that a lot of people get so angry at, at ELP, you know, when he does the walking the tightrope, uh, backflip to back rate, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I love people, it. people go, oh, this bastard. And it's like, yeah, he's doing a great job. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it was really it was really fun to see him finally get vanquished by the, the valiant Robbie Eagles. Yeah. The back rake kind of spots were what made me eventually like El Phantasmo uh, because at first I was a bit like everybody else. I'm like, this guy just sucks. Like, if, for me, it was go away heat at first. And then after a while, I was like, you're actually the best. It's really funny. It took, it took me seeing him live. Uh, I saw, I've seen him live a couple of times. And then finally, when it, when it really turned over for me, was watching, uh, I, I went to a RevPro show where he faced 
against Michael Oku for the British uh, uh, Junior Heavyweight Belt, mm-hmm. and it was a fantastic moment. I'm a big fan of uh, Michael Oku. I've been with him since he was, you know, just coming out of uh, just coming out of his training, and he's he's really taken off. I would love to see him in a BOSJ maybe next year or the year after. I think yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be something huge someday. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was really just seeing him live and seeing how he was able to put over Michael Oku so well. I said that guy's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he he's awesome, and um and Robbie as well. Like his recent run with the the title, it was nice to see him snatch up that title. And I I don't know what the long term plans are. I would love to see Robbie win this tournament. Obviously Australian pride and all that, but he he's just something awesome. And I I feel like he's um not done with that title by a long shot. Uh, moving on to match number seven mm-hmm. was Hiromu Takahashi two wins four points versus El Desperado with one win two points. And this was a rematch of my match of the year, personally, from 2020. Uh, they're currently 2-2 two and two in singles matches, and I was so excited for this match. The, my, um, they, they start out with such fire and such fury that once they actually grab a wrestling hold, it's such a shock. Yeah. Uh, Desperado goes for, a, uh, he goes for a shoulder block takedown, and as he throws it, Hiromu turns it into some sort of like flying triangle choke. It was fantastic. I was like, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. This match killed it for me bro how did you feel about it dude it was great like it was really really cool those two we talk about chemistry in the last match and these two are always going to have bangers their rivalry has gone on for quite some time now and it's always charged i messaged you because the the feed for me did not have the subtitles the way i watch it for whatever reason it didn't um and so when they were talking in the ring i didn't know what they said and i messaged you like i wish i knew what they said right now because i i could tell it was something along those lines you know but i didn't really know and and hearing that it's just even more poetic you know the the story continues um now i I would love to see them go to the finals and and beat it out with no time restrictions at all whether like somebody like show plays a spoiler to that we're gonna have to wait and see so let me go through the standings right now, and we'll get some Please. we'll get some thoughts on where everything's going. Mm-hmm. Sitting atop the mountain right now is Show with eight points. How do you feel about Show so far? So as I said, I think think Show's on a trajectory to to maybe even win this whole thing. I think he's got the most kind of like uh, character direction, and he's had the most changes. So he's kind of like the big push for me. Yeah, I think he'd probably be my favorite to win and put, to play a spoiler. Um, for sure. Okay, next up we've got Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Taiji Ishimori tied with six points. How do you feel about Yoshinobu Kanemaru? Mm-hmm. A wily veteran. He's not going to win, but I always enjoy his matches and his shenanigans and his uh, drinking. How about Taiji Ishimori? Big mask improvement. I don't think he's going to come close to winning. I think he's sort of had his time with the belt and everything like that. He's another one that I'd maybe like to see in a you know, a junior tag or something like that, maybe rejig the teams a little bit with all the... Um, House of Torture guys leaving. Maybe there's a different spot for him in Bullet Club. Next up, we have Hiromu with five points. How do you feel about Hiromu's tournament so far? Yeah, I mean, Hiromu can always go all the way, right? Like, he... I, th- I think he's going to be... It's going to come down in numbers right at the end, you know? And you're going to see him right up in there in the final, if not winning the whole thing. We've got a big log jam next up. We've got Doki, Taguchi, Bushi, and Eagles, all with four points. How do you feel about Doki's tournament so far? Doki's killing it. Again, I don't think he's going to win or even sniff at that, but this has been like a really good tournament to kind of have a bit of a showing as to what he can do. I love the idea of him and Kanemaru as a tag. That would be awesome. Him and Kanemaru as a tag, or maybe they can do some sort of thing where they put together a never six-man run hey, with big, Doki. 
Mm-hmm. That would be sick. Next up, Ryusuke Taguchi. How do you feel about Taguchi's tournament? Um, Taguchi's exactly what I said. He is a crucial part of it. He He's not going to win. He can pull out a, a banger occasionally. But, yeah, he's just there for a good time and a rest night for the most part, I think. And how about Bushi's tournament so far? Four points. Uh, I think I summed it up best when I sent you a text of a Venn diagram of Bushi's match. One side said best looks, other side said most boring, and then in the center said Bushi. And <laughs> that's how I see him. <laughs> Next up, Robbie Eagles. How do you feel about Robbie's tournament? Man, Robbie is obviously somebody I, I count as a friend. Uh, I I want the absolute best for him. I think he's probably going to be cemented in that junior tag division for a bit, doing the Flying Tigers thing with Tiger Mask which I, I know he'd be absolutely stoked with. You can learn so much from Tiger Mask. So I don't actually know if this tournament will be his to win. That said, I would absolutely love it if it was, and I could definitely see him winning one one day for sure. I would love to see him win. Uh, the thing about Robbie is he's got such a different style. He is a high flyer, but he'll grab your leg and he'll do you know a 450 to your leg yeah. before he throws on a leg submission. Yeah. It's so wild. It's It's something that's so out of sorts for all these other all these other competitors and uh, i love that about him and that's something that's my uh, my partner on on my podcast the smart foundation podcast uh, shane Mm -hmm. is a big bret hart fan yes and i said what if i what if i mix something like will osprey and bret hart and he goes what the hell are you actually talking about? Yeah. And so what if we had someone who could do the 450s splashes and things like that but he's going to do it to your knee before he throws on a knee submission Mm -hmm. and he's like okay Hit me. So I, I, I gave him a couple of matches from last year's Best of the Super Juniors, uh, his match against Desperado, yeah. his match against Sho, and his match against uh, Hiromu Takahashi. And he says, yeah, this guy's fantastic. I like this guy. It's a, it sums so, him up perfectly. He's like an aerial submission artist. You know, like it's and Sniper of the Skies is, as a result, the perfect moniker for him. You know what I mean? He targets those areas and he he attacks them until, yeah, he's just tapping people out. You normally think of uh, high-flying wrestlers as that's going to be their finish and stuff, but he's all about submissions and grappling and stuff. He's just such a wrestler's wrestler, man. He's really, really smart. Really, really. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Despy is sitting next at three points. How do you feel about the... the Junior Heavyweight Champions Tournament so far, sitting at one and a half wins. Mm. It's kind of a, a little bit expected. Like, you kind of think he's going to be dominant, but they never really are super dominant. They always will sit well in the mix, but they're not going to win it because, I mean, they're essentially winning a match against themselves, you know what I mean? And he could do it and they pick their own challenger, but it's not really as exciting. So I think he's going to probably continue to be screwed over a bit. He'll get some really dominant wins, like, later in the contest. But I think... It probably I, I haven't looked at the matches and seen how like the layout or, or stagger of the matches go, but I think he'll probably end up getting screwed over either in numbers or whatever, and you'll see like a show Hiromu, and then maybe they can have their big rematch at Wrestle Kingdom, or maybe show spoils everything. Despy Hiromu at the Dome gives it fills me with a girlish glee <laughs> to think of that. I am my heart is a flutter waiting for that match, just giggling my motherfucking ass off. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, next up. Watto, two points. Master Watto, what do you think so far? I like to see him improving and things like that, but yeah, he's not ready for nothing just yet. He's got got a little bit of a way to go. Yeah, he's still he's still kind of becoming a man. He's only twenty four yeah, years old. He's exactly. a baby. He's got plenty of time. You know, people are saying, "Oh, this guy's a geek and things." Like, no, no, no. He's a kid. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, exactly right. That. And look at who he's got around him to teach him. You know what I mean? Like, imagine that being your your training partners. Imagine that roster being the guys that you're regularly in there with. You're tagging with guys, you know, seasoned legends, you know, like it, mm-hmm. they know how to groom talent, you know. He'll get he'll get yep. there. He'll get there. 
You'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ELP, uh, one win, two points. How do you feel about ELP so far? Really like ELP. Again, I don't think he he's in the mix at the very end, but I love all the stuff he's doing with like the loaded boot and everything like that. And, you know, it even hurts him and stuff like, like with with everything he's doing. Like, uh, and I think it's really clever. Uh, and I think there's going to be bigger things for ELP, but I don't think it's necessarily within this tournament. And finally... Yo, with zero points, zero wins, and zero reason to even continue in the tournament. How do, how do you feel about him so far? I think, uh, yeah, he will maybe continue that way. He may pick up an upset win or, or two, but I don't think they've got any plans for Yo. Is he even still in chaos? Like, does he even wrestle there anymore? Do you even go here, Yo? We don't know. So. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I, I think you've just summed it up perfectly. Yeah. I mean, you and I have a lot of similar views, so I think uh, everything you everything you are saying is everything <laughs> I wanted to hear. Yeah, exactly. You. It was a test. It was a friendship test. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's the end of our coverage of day four mm-hmm. of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Um, if people wanted to hear more from you, where would they be able to hear you? Oh, thank you, man. Uh, you can check out Faces and Feels Pro Wrestling Podcast at Faces Feels Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or you can go to redcircle.com slash faces and feels. Um, little bit of trivia. I found out how to host my podcast thanks to Joel from the Super J Cast because when I wanted to start, I didn't know what to do or how to do it, and he recommended Red Circle. And then that, in turn, puts me on all of the main platforms that you can go to, so you can find it, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, redcircle.com slash faces and feels. You can click listen on and select anything you want. So uh, thanks again for that piece of advice, Joel. And congratulations. Tell people where to find yourself, Curtis. Uh, you can find my podcast on all the beautiful places where podcasts live. Uh, my podcast is the Smark Foundation Podcast. We are a positive pro wrestling podcast. We got kind of tired of people having all the negativity about uh, the the various large corporations. You know the ones. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, to the Super J cast. The regular guys will be back next week, I believe it is, Curtis. I think so, unless they're gonna have uh unless they're gonna have Booze Leprechaun fill in again, which I mean she was doing great, so uh that would be welcome, but I, I do miss Joel and Damon. Yep. Uh, shout out to the guys last week. They absolutely killed it. But yeah, I'll be looking forward to having Joel and Damon back. And yeah, thanks for letting us have the keys to the kingdom for a little bit. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. This was uh, when I got that email that said that we were going to be doing this. I got all tingly, and uh, I'm glad I made a new friend out of it. This was really cool. It was, man. It's definitely not going to be the last time we're going to speak for sure. We'll uh, probably keep popping up on each other's shows or something like that. So Absolutely. Yeah. So all the Super J cast listeners out there, thank you for your time. And I think I can do the sign-off for both of us when I say, on behalf of the Smark Foundation, on behalf of the Super J Cast, and on behalf of Faces and Fields, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling.
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.